and welcome to Into You, the podcast where I take a deep dive into getting to know the best you. My name is Adam Strawn, and today I have with me one of my absolute favorite people in the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) He's a podcast host and YouTuber based in Oklahoma, USA. His YouTube page is AZB, formerly Adventures of Zach and B, and AZB bonus features have a combined subscriber account of 308,000 subscribers. And together feature vlogs with his husband, Alistair Patton Garcia, as well as the video counterparts to their podcasts. He co-hosts the podcast Coffee and Tequila, a morning show with Alistair, and is a final faggot, co-host of My Bloody Judy Horribus <laughs> podcast with our mutual friend, Ian Carlos Crawford, as well as My Nudie Judy, which is available on Slayer Fest 98's Patreon. Go and subscribe now. Yeah. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Mr. Zachary Patton Garcia. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. I'm trying not to evaporate. It's like a heat wave right now in the UK, so hence the vest. I'm really like when I recorded the other day with Ian, I had a t-shirt on and I was like, right, this needs to go in the bin immediately. It was just yeah. drenched. So yeah. So what is so do y'all y'all have AC over there, do you or no? No. Okay. No, so no. Um, that's I'm, I'm right. Okay. Yeah, we have AC. It's blasting right now. So you might hear it, but <laughs> I don't hear anything. It's good, man. But now we we tend to have, <laughs> in the UK we have like a lot of rain, we have a lot of cold weather. So yeah. this is like a freak like bit of heat right now so we're not used to this yeah. sunburn going on as well like what is this <laughs> <laughs> like i'm never this color so um yeah like we don't have ac just in the car so at least we have that thank god but yeah how have you been like in terms of your week what have you been up to uh well weeks just started so we're yeah. as we're recording it it's a monday so that's yeah. good um it's not a bad monday we lost uh, my husband's keys this weekend which is oh, such a like an ordinary problem just like a, a <laughs> very mundane problem but it has caused the biggest pain in our asses this weekend because mm-hmm. uh we're, now we're down to just using my truck and he's we're having to look for the damn keys but that's about it i mean that's 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 all I've got for you right now. Um, <laughs> I live a very boring, mundane Oklahoma life. <laughs> okay, one, that's a blatant lie. And two, <laughs> uh, what's on the keys? So like, it's ha- like the front door keys and everything on there as well. It just front door keys, his car keys, uh, gym Shit, keys, man. like literally everything. everything. His office keys, yeah. Um, and we don't know where the hell they would be. So we have like a front door camera mm. and um, watch it. So we watch, you know that. To, to see where the keys were and yeah. the keys are just gone the keys are just gone and we have to find them so yeah. it's just that yeah one of them things for me that would drive me insane like literally yeah. i'm someone who like a creature habit where i'm like right the keys go there that's where they go if they're not there i'm like where are the keys like you mm. know anything like that i'm such a kind of like a type a personality like that as well where i'm like yeah. i can't rest until i know where the keys are so that would drive we have me a bowl yeah we have a bowl right next to the door and so yeah. like it's like a like like just habit that we walk in the door and put them in there and i hear the sound of the keys going in the bowl yeah and so like i i know that we were doing that all night because i remember it but it's i don't know at some point they're just they went missing it's gone i think yeah. i was just throwing them out the window and it I, you know what i think he just <laughs> threw them across the street or something like that probably got mad at some point in the night <laughs> love that but uh, now i hope they turn up anyway they'll probably turn up somewhere utterly random and you're Mm -hmm. like how the how did they get here anyway yeah yeah, we'll see what happens anyway but yeah let's talk a little bit about how we actually met zach so yes this was lockdown 2020 so yes yeah so i don't know how things were in like obviously where you're obviously in oklahoma but for me 
like obviously in the UK, it was March, 23rd of March, 2020, when we went into like the lockdown and that was literally Mm -hmm. nothing was happening. So everyone was indoors. You couldn't go outside to exercise. Like you could only go outside for like food shopping. That was it. And like, yeah, it was like really, really strict. Mm -hmm. So in that time, I started to like binge a lot of stuff. So we've obviously talked a little bit about Big Bang Theory, got all the way through it. Like started watching like The Good Place, binged all of that, started rewatching Buffy again. And then, yeah, I just started watching more YouTube and I started off with like recommended videos and it came up um, PK and Mike, like mm-hmm. the bloggers channel, like their videos came yeah. up. And I was like, all right, okay. So watching some of their stuff. And then this little recommendation popped up in the corner for this account called Adventures of Zach and B. And I was like, all right, okay, let's check out this. And then I was like, all right, and I, you know what? I think one of the first videos that came up, it was like maybe a New Year one. And um, I was like, all right, okay, let's check this out. And then, like, yeah, I started watching it. And I was like, okay, these guys are like two of the coolest guys I've ever watched. And then, um, yeah, I just started binging from there. So I watched pretty much everything, to be fair. And then, uh, yeah, followed you on socials. And then I think one of the big things was so I'd obviously subscribed on YouTube. So I'm one of like the 289,000 or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, start, I subscribed and then you went live at one point and I like with my YouTube channel did like a reaction to one of your videos. I don't know if you remember, but um, I put a comment and I was like, oh, like, I've checked out your work and I've done this, like blah, 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 blah. And I remember in the live, you were like, oh yeah, like you've done it. Okay, I'll take a screenshot and I'll check it out. And then you yeah. left a comment on the video and then like, I think we just followed each other on socials and then obviously mm-hmm. we went to the same stuff like Slayfest 98 and like just Buffy and like horror stuff and all of that stuff. And then, yeah, we followed the same people and just went from there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's usually how it happens. First off, PK and Mike are fantastic. I, I love their videos. When I was yeah. coming out, um, they were among the YouTubers that I would watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think, uh, and I, I would just see you comment a little bit more and more, like on like Twitter and stuff like that. And so um, usually the people who comment a little bit more, I, I'm more familiar with. And so um, I'll start talking with them and then, you know, it moves to DMs and like, yeah, I mean, we haven't had like a... a in-person hangout but like i definitely know who you are right yeah um and we're planning on hanging out at the end of this year anyway so exactly yeah, an in-person exactly. hangout here soon <laughs> um it's just it's always great like that um you know it like i've been on i've been stuck on like two hundred eighty-nine thousand for like the past three years so it's nothing special <laughs> it's like it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on it um yeah but it's it's great because there's there's like a handful of people in there that'll be so regular in in commenting and talking and all of that that i can form bonds and relationships with people you know um and i think I, I i do think that like internet bonds are i mean they can be just as strong as like in-person relationships right yeah no 100 percent. like i think you kind of mentioned it as well on like some of your you know podcast with alistair when you were saying like there's certain communities and certain like you know parts of the internet where you can geek mm-hmm. out about stuff straight away and you can oh, talk yeah. to people like like you know for example if we didn't have like i don't know Slayfest 98 i would never be talking to ian about buffy the vampire Slayer. like mm-hmm. we did a recording i don't know if you listened to it but like yesterday where we talked like 20 minutes just about buffy mm-hmm. and like growing up i had like my close group of friends i used to talk to about but then they started watching other tv shows and i was like wait no buffy's still incredible like come back um and then that kind of like filtered out so it's nice just when you've got similar interests with people that you can you know geek out about and just talk about stuff like that you know and you bond in that Uh way right a hundred percent so like on youtube what kind of videos do you watch then for me it's quite a mixture so i watch a lot of like review stuff as well um watch uh, a lot you know i I say i watch a lot of vlogs i actually don't really like you watch your stuff i watch like pk and mike's stuff but yeah you know it's a lot of like so i'm into like a lot of video games i'm into like my (laughs) 
films and TV as well. <laughs> so like I watch a lot of like review stuff and like sometimes some new stuff as well. But um, yeah, it's like just like stuff like that, really, like a lot of TV based okay. stuff, a lot of review stuff. Um, yeah. If there's anything to do with like anything that I'm watching at the moment, then straight away it gets a click instantly. But um, yeah, like film reviews, uh, TV reviews, like even just stuff like behind the scenes stuff as well, which I'm mad about. I love shit like that, mm-hmm. like how stuff's been made and like like little hidden Easter eggs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just like loads of stuff like that. It's proper like geek out and stuff like that. What about you? Uh, it used to be a, it used to be a bunch of vlogs. I would I was like big into vlogs, watching vlogs, and then when you start doing it, it's not. I don't know. I just don't want to watch them as much anymore. Um, yeah. But it, it just, it, yeah, it just depends. Like when I'm going to sleep, I like documentaries. I just like, you know, a voice kind of going while I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Uh, my husband hates it because he likes it completely quiet, but I have yeah. to have it. So I like have it on like the first volume little bar thing right next yeah. to my ear. Um, I like rev- um, reviews and um, and reactions when I'm working out. So if I'm on the treadmill or something like that, I love to see people react to like my favorite songs, like the shit that yeah. you do. Is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like watching that stuff. Hmm. Um and it gets me like excited and I'll watch like, you know, 30 people reacting to like the same clip of, or the same song of like one thing. And so, yeah. uh, it just, it just varies, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't, I'm not even on YouTube as much anymore. I'm, I'm more into podcasts these days. Yeah, man. Like when you said that about listening to documentaries, like that's me with podcasts. So like, mm. but I, I kind of understand where Alistair's coming from a little bit. So I was kind of like, so when I was with my ex, like he used to like this weird thing where he had an app on his phone where it was the sound of a fan. Like yeah. not even a real. I, I don't fan. mind that. Yeah, I don't. But mind he was just that. like put the fan on, and I was like, okay. Like I love the sound of rain. Like I fall asleep to rain all the time. I love that shit. Yeah. But a fan, I'm like, let's put the real fan on. Like let's turn that app on. <laughs> like what are you doing? You um, might as well turn the real one on. Exactly. Let's keep cool and enjoy the noise. Like why have you got an app? Like why is this happening? Yeah. But yeah, the sound of rain I love. But yeah, like uh, podcasts, so easy. Like in the gym, mm-hmm. I listen to so many podcasts. Just easy to mm-hmm. burn through them, right? And a lot of audio yeah. books as well, actually. Well, um, so with audiobooks, I'm really bad about audiobooks because um, I the, the narrator is always too slow for me. And okay. so I'll, I'll like speed them up, speed them up. But then yeah. it feels like they're talking a little bit slower each time I speed them up. <laughs> and so by the time, yeah, it's about like 2.5. I have it on my Audible right now. I just went got through a Final Girl Support Group yeah. by Grady Hendrix that just came out. And like, I feel like I just finished that in no time because I had it sped up so fast. Yeah. Did you enjoy it though? Was it good? I know, really like, yeah. I know you're gonna like. I know you're gonna talk. I like it. it I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out. But um, yeah, cool, man. All right, Zach. Let's get into yeah. going back in time, baby Zach. Oh so, my goodness! Right. I mean, you're still way younger than me, so you're still baby Zach to me. But um, where it all began. So, starting YouTube, Zach. Obviously, you know, you were based what was it Oklahoma where you started out, or were you? No, like, I was Alabama in Alabama first. Or? Alabama, yeah. Oh, I'm a, I see, and I don't even notice that most of my shit says Alabama anyway. But yeah, so Alabama. Um, uh, yeah, I was in my last year of college, and I was kind of trying to decide whether I was going to leave school or continue with it and take on some like a bunch of student loans and because I really like I just didn't know what I wanted to do man like I had no idea where I wanted to go with my life um always been into film always been into like making videos and uh but like when I got to college that just didn't seem like a realistic thing for me to ever do um and then one night I was I'd had the idea to like do YouTube for a little bit um Cause I just seen like all of my favorite YouTubers doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I didn't have a bunch of gay friends. I didn't have a bunch of you know friends in the LGBT community in Alabama. Um, yeah. And so 
Uh, it was just one night we used to, <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but like we, me and my friends used to take Bivance. Uh, it's like Adderall. Yeah, we yeah. would take that and we would stay up and like study or like, you know, do whatever we needed to do and clean and all that. And so one night I took Bivance and I was supposed to be studying for a test. So I was like, but I like got on a YouTube kick and I was like, hmm. So I started planning like all of my YouTube ideas, like what type of videos I would want to do. And I made like a whole spreadsheet and like, mm. like highlighted everything and like it was a big <laughs> deal. And then like yeah. come 8 a.m., um, I went home. I had a camera that a teacher had actually given me when I left film school my freshman year. Just re- came came in handy really, really well. Um, I put that out and uh, yeah, I, I did my first ever video, which is my coming out story. I think I did a video like a week before that, mm. but that was more for like my family to see, just my dog. I was just making a cute video of my dog, but then made a coming out story, which everybody was fucking making coming out stories yeah. at that time anyway. So it was like, you know, <laughs> nothing special, but it was just so exciting to like put that out there. And I wouldn't, I didn't have any views on it and have anybody commenting really. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure like most of the views were just me watching my own video back over and over and over again. <laughs> And but it was exciting and like yeah. I had so much to say because I, I didn't know much about the gay community and I had all these questions and things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just started making videos, you know, about everything that was kind of on my mind, you know, um, and a lot of them are really shit. And I'd love <laughs> to redo them now. Do you think you will? I probably will. I think yeah. so. And I, but I've seen other people do that and they usually get shit for it. So I'm like trying to get over like the mental block of like, people are going to get, be like, Oh, you're just out of content and stuff like that. But really, you know, these topics, I like, I didn't know what the hell I was even talking about, you know? Yeah. And I would love to talk about that same, those same sorts of things with a little bit more life experience behind me. Yeah. So. And yeah. Like, you know what? Like anytime you put yourself out on the internet, you're mm-hmm. going to get shit from people, aren't you? At the end of the day, yeah. that's one thing that comes with it, unfortunately, but it's one of yeah. the things that happens, you know, there's like everything from like body shame into like saying oh, like your yeah. content shit, you know what I mean? You just like all those comments say more about you, mm-hmm. like the person who's written it than what they're trying to say about you. That's the way I always think about it. You know, like, if you're body shaming yeah. someone, first of all, fuck off. And second yeah. of all, you're always going to get people who are anti-content that you put out. But I think that'd be mm-hmm. cool, man. It'd be interesting if you kept some of like, you know, the original footage and then compared it literally to present day. And you could talk about like, this is how I thought about it back then compared to now. But yeah, it was oh, really, yeah. it was really topic based. though, wasn't it? when you had like top fives yeah. and like this thing and that thing, but it's kind of evolved now, Zach, hasn't it? Where it's gone more mm-hmm. into... I'd say a more kind of memory based way like you're recording more like memories still. And you've even said in some videos that you yeah. want to look back on, you know, in the future and be like, Oh yeah, I remember when we did that. That was awesome. So like, when did that come about? When did you like drop the topics kind of thing and move more into that? I started vlogging pretty early. Um, yeah. I think I started vlogging had to be within my first like 10 videos or so. Um, and I was like super regular too. I was like putting out videos like two two times a week sometimes um, yeah. I was really into it. And so I started vlogging not too long after I started YouTube just in general. Um, but I still had like my sit down videos, you know, I'd sit down and talk about, you know, a topic for the day or something like that. Um, yeah. And then I just kind of ran out of topics and, <laughs> you know, I, I had a lot going on in my life and I, you know, I had just gotten married and like, um, or, you know, my husband, you know, we were planning our wedding and, just gotten married and we were just moving in together and so there was a lot to film and i just wanted to i was like obsessed with just filming all of it because and like most of it like we'll never see the light of day it was just like i i just had to film it and i just wanted these memories and like yeah um, i have a dog that passed away and so i have tons of video of him 
And I'm so glad I did that. You know, I'm so glad that I have all of that to look back on. Uh, yeah. And it just kind of, it just came out of like, I guess just that's all I was filming at the time. You know, I just didn't yeah. have anything else to talk about. Yeah, no, I mean, so when you do that, Zach, obviously even now, like, you know, you film like so much content with Alistair, you know, with family and friends, like, how do you approach that? So like, obviously Alistair, when he first started doing it, like the boyfriend tag video, you know, he seems really nervous and he's like a little bit more introverted, but now he just, you know, he's like totally got yeah. it. But like, how do you approach it? Well, like, say if you go to, I don't know, somewhere where your family are, do you like say it them prior to that? Like, guys, I'm going to bring my camera. Do you mind being on? Or are they just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, how do you um, approach that? <laughs> <laughs> so Alistair was super nervous the first time we did yeah. it. He was like all into it too. He was nice. like, right before we did it, we talked about doing it and he was like super excited to do it. So this is what I noticed. Like, most people are very excited to do it like the first couple times yeah because um, it's exciting they're gonna be on a you know on a video and like people are gonna watch it uh, and then people get tired of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so alistair's fine with it because it's like part of our normal life and like, yeah he films he films not as much as me but just about and so we we have tons of footage like on our phones just filming each other um but my family I usually have to like mention, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to film beforehand. And if they don't want to do it, they'll say no. And I'll just yeah. know who not to like point the camera at. Yeah. Um, but they usually don't mind if I'm just filming like me and Alistair and like maybe their voices are in the background or something like that. But yeah. my sister has, she does not want to be on camera. Anymore. She, <laughs> she has made me, I had to put her video on unlisted. Like oh, she does really? not want, yeah, she does not want her stuff on there anymore, which is fair, you know? Um, and so I'm kind of have this thing now. I'm kind of thinking about whether I'm going to start like blurring people's faces. That way I can just film and not have to worry about like blocking people out. And then my yeah. nephew is starting to grow up a little bit. And this is a question I've always had for myself is like, would I film my own kid? If I have, if I have a kid, will I film my kid? Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm going back and forth on whether I'm going to start blurring my nephew's face too, because mm -hmm. I might do that because I, I don't know if I would put my kid on the uh, internet. Yeah. So no, um, of course that makes complete. What about sense. you though? Like, what do you, do you, um, cause you do mostly reaction videos. Do you not ever think, cause I've seen you do uh, <laughs> like a day in the life type of video and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Do, do you not want to do like normal vlogs or anything like that? I, I dropped one recently actually. So that was like a collection. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like a collection of a few days, like at the span of when I had to go into isolation because my NHS app pinged. I, I've never had COVID, but if you've been around somebody where somebody's had it, just in case you have to isolate. So I did like something then talking about like, this is me in isolation. I did like, it was my friend's birthday. She had like a, you know, like a lockdown birthday. So it was shit where you couldn't really yeah. do much. So I had her over when we could. We had like birth, like stuff there. So yeah, like that video is a lot more like vlog really where it's like, you see me with like my family, you see me like with my family's dogs. So I absolutely loved bits. Mm. Um, my car breaks down at one point, so I videoed like stuff about that. Um, I was literally sitting by the side of the road and the exhaust had fallen off my oh, car. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it was crazy. So, like, this guy, like, in that video, this guy came along, like, this absolute saint from nowhere. Mm. And he had, like, so it was really funny, actually. I was sitting there, like, with my legs under the car, and I was trying to put the exhaust back on. And I was like, yeah, this isn't happening. And then I just felt something on my shoulder, and I was like, what the hell is that? And it was a, dog <laughs> it was a dog's head. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? And then as I was like processing that, another dog appeared on my leg. And I was like, right, if I just died and got to dog heaven, like what is just happening? Angels. Right yeah. Angels. And I was like, just take me now. But I was yeah. like, what is happening? And then like, and then those four dogs appeared, all different breeds, all beautiful, like tongues out, dead happy to see me. Like, and I was like licking me and I was like, what is happening? And then I had just heard this man's voice and he was like, oh, like really strong Northeast English accent. Oh, you're all right there, son. Uh, is your car all right? I heard you coming along. And I was just like, oh, right. 
I've got dogs around us. What's going on? Then they're like, yeah, he just said like, oh, look, like he said he heard me coming along, like the exhaust was scraping off the floor. Mm. And um, I was like, yeah, like it's totally knackered. And uh, he was like, right, give us two minutes. Um, he's like, I'm an ex-engineer. I'm like, so uh, give us <laughs> give us two minutes. I'm going to go to my van, just parked along here. I think I've got some tools. I'll come back along and see if I can sort it out for you. And then I was like, what the hell? So like, yeah, I just set my little camera up and record it and just start talking about it. So that's like in there as well. So that's the latest one. Uh, like, um, see, that's perfect. It's like yeah. stuff like that, though. Um, it's like it's, it's shitty life things that happen, but like, <laughs> I just want to like, just pull a camera out and start filming it. <laughs> yeah. I always forget to do that though, because I'm like such a hothead that whenever like something is like some, something like that would just piss me off to no end. So I'd just yeah. be, in a, I'd be in a shitty mood and I'd forget to even like bring the camera out. But, yeah. Um, I know what you're saying. Those are good things to film, though, because then Definitely. you've got content. You know, you're not sitting at home all the time. <laughs> I know, just like, so do I film this wall again? Like, you know, it's uh, like, it's it's good stuff that's happened. It's stuff like that that I really love. Like, I've done a few little things. I tried to mix it up when I did, like, yeah. obviously, I've got, like, a loft in this flat that I live in that I'd never actually looked up in. So, obviously, mm-hmm. I had to look up to see what was in there. There was nothing. I saw that one. Yeah, I think you commented on that one. But I was like, you know, it's nice just to chat about stuff and like, you know, like writing names on the wall and all that shit. Um, But obviously did like, you know, kind of a horror-esque video as well. And it just, I think one of the big things for me, and I think you've said this before, Zach, in some of your videos, is like you and Alistair have got this creative side, you know? So you have like, what is a creative, like one day a week where you have like a, yeah, just a creative night. Yeah. I love that. Like my job, mm-hmm. what I do, it doesn't allow for a lot of creativity. So like I and like I feed off that from outside. So anytime I can do that and just make something like, you know, mm-hmm. on YouTube or do like what we're doing right now, it's just something that it scratches that itch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think YouTube was a great sort of outlet for me to do that because I had all of this like pent up, like I, I swear in college, in college, I started out in film school. I was there for about a semester and then I, I dropped out because I didn't, I just didn't think I could do anything with it. Okay. Um, and I went my entire college career without like doing like anything creative, you know, I would just, I just drank a lot and I hung out with friends <laughs> and like, that was it. But yeah. I always, ever since I was a little kid, I was always making movies. I like always had a camera with me and like, mm. I, I just recently found like a, a hard drive and forgot that I'd even made vlogs, like oh, had nice. tons of vlogs nice. going back to when I was like a little, little kid. Um, yeah. And so YouTube has really allowed that. For, mm. for that expression so like yeah the the creative nights are great they're fantastic but it's mm. really like um one of the reasons i keep doing youtube because i get tired of it like every other week i'm tired of it and ready to quit but like re- one of the reasons i keep doing it is like um i can me and alistair can be my own subject if i want to try a shot out for like you know filmmaking or cinematography you know i can yeah. do that with us and just mm. um you know, because if you watch my vlogs, a lot of the shots are like set up. Obviously, you know, there's not a camera just like automatically sitting there. I have to go set it up and like tell us yeah. where to sit and stuff like that. But yeah. like, um, it's it's just really great like that, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I think that's the good thing about a camera and like just sitting there. And I don't know, it's it's, just it's good. Yeah, oh. but like I think what you do is like you're tapping into that creativity anyway. Like you're sitting there and you're consuming content all the time to react to. Yeah. And that alone can like spark some, you know, something, some sort of inspiration for something. 100%. And what's great about that as well is like, you know, I started that, that was lockdown. Like I kind of just thought, you know, didn't have really an online presence to be fair, like in terms of anything to do with YouTube, anything like that. And I was like, you know what? 
why not let's just give it a go like i'm really into music and one of the amazing things about that is like i've discovered music from around the world like artists who i never ever would have found out about had i not done that there's been people like you know sending me stuff and like people just commenting like you know asking about like my well-being and then yeah like there's a painting i've got hanging on my wall that a woman yeah. sent me in norway and just stuff like that i'm like that would never have happened one of the artists who i've reacted to quite a lot her own mother contacted me on facebook messenger and was like adam i just want to say thanks so much for reacting to my daughter i'm like is this actually happening mm-hmm. so like yeah just stuff like that you know like it's when you get that back, that positive kind of feedback from it, really, it's like, wow, like that would never happen had I not done mm. that. And look at all this that's going on now. And it's just that that's one of the best parts of it, really. Yeah. When you get that back, like we're doing this right now, Zach, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't have that online more presence, really, you know? So it's well, one of good things. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, it's just really funny how that works. Cause I would never have met my husband without mm. having done YouTube. Um, but like, I mean, in your, sitting that close to 30k now so like you're gonna be there like like super quick <laughs> super quick so do you think that youtube has kind of like facilitated a sort of need for i always i'm always curious about this for every youtuber i meet it yeah, facilitated yeah. a sort of need for like attention because <laughs> i'd never thought about it but i think that i was like really lacking attention for like a lot of my life like i, yeah. I didn't really ever have yeah i kind of had like a turbulent home life when i was growing up and so i was kind of like you know, I just, I felt like on the outskirts of my own family, you know, and, uh, and on the outskirts of my own home life. And so like, I was kind of like craved a little bit of that attention. And yeah. then when YouTube came around, I didn't realize it, but like, I really kind of basked in the attention I was getting. And like, mm. it felt nice that people were like, were coming to see me, coming to my videos to see me, you know, they remembered me and like, I don't know, there's something about it. So do you think, do you think um, YouTube has kind of facilitated a need for attention in you or do you think, I don't know, do you think you kind of stick with it for, for other reasons? I think it's a little bit of a mixture of both, really. I think um, I enjoyed out of habit, do you know what I mean? Like, I enjoyed yeah. discovering, like, you know, new people. Like, I enjoy, like, talking to, like, people from around the world. I enjoy, like, you know, listening to brand new music and all of that. But I think one of the big things for me, Zach, so, like, growing up, I was always going to be an actor. You know, like, I went mm-hmm. to drama schools. I did, like, there's, like, a film on Amazon Prime you can watch that I'm in. You know, like, there's stuff like that that I've always, always like, that's where I thought my life was going to go. And like that comes with a lot of attention, you know, like people are watching you, as you said, there, like on YouTube and like growing up, I think so my kind of coming out experience was really negative, like to start with, like horrendous in parts. It's great now, but it was really negative. And there was a lot of that where I was kind of getting attention, but for really negative reasons about sexuality and stuff like that. So that was kind of attention I didn't want. So I think probably there's a little bit of that where now kind of, you know, out, like, you know, that's all like in the past type thing. But I think to get that positive like reaction and feedback now is like something that I never got a lot of kind of growing up, so to speak. So yeah, it's like probably a little bit of that, but also just that, you know, from a performer perspective as well, like, you know, like being on stage, I've done a lot of stage stuff as well. So getting like that feedback, you know, like the applause and all that shit, like, you know, it does, mm-hmm. it does a lot for like, I guess your own ego, but as well, just to like yeah. you know, give you that boost as well. But yeah, I think it's just probably a mixture of that, but also I just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just enjoy yeah. discovering the music. I just enjoy like even just recording stuff. Like I haven't done a great lot of vlogs, but the ones I have done, I've really enjoyed, especially the last one I did. I really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Cause again, that was like a snapshot of like different days. And like, I think at the end of that one, that's when I had like all of my friends over my flat for the first time since like lockdown and everything happened. And some people in my friend group there had never been over. So that was when, I think you saw on Twitter when I posted some pictures of like the Scythe. 
Um, but that was like that was like my friends come over and I was like, everybody is getting a photograph with a scythe, like totally. Covered. <laughs> it's then, a great, it's a great party party thing to have. The best party. Some people mm -hmm. were like, Adam, like, what am I like? No, no, pick up that scythe. <laughs> this is happening. So it's like a montage of photographs at the end of that one, which is pretty cool. But I love that stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it was probably to answer your question, it was probably a mixture of that. Really, that makes okay. sense. Yes, yes. I think I think that's probably the same for me. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. as well. Like kind of mentioned when you were talking there about you went into film school and everything like that, Zach, and obviously, you know, it didn't like, you know, you were just, yeah. you were learning about like filming and everything for film. You can see that in your work. Do you know what I mean? Like, for mm -hmm. example, if you compare that to other like vloggers and YouTubers out there, a lot of their work is kind of like, right, camera pointing at me, chatting, this is what's going on, maybe like, you know, whatever. And that's fine. It works for, you know, a lot of people. That's a popular kind of way of doing that. Yours, what I think drew me to yours straight away is how cinematic it is, this cinematic aesthetic straight away where you can see you're choosing your shots. You've got slow-mo stuff in there. You've got soundtrack in there. Some mm. of the tracks that you choose are incredible. You use, like, colour grading as well and, like, all of this. So that, for me, put stands you out from others because I think, honestly, that, for me, is incredible. And it's, like, it's one of the best parts of your channel. But, like, is that where that came from? And is it that kind of wanting to explore more of what you learned and like about film and everything like that and just putting it into YouTube to try it out really. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I did drop out so soon that I really only like learned fundamentals mm. and I like heart didn't hardly learn anything else. And so this is kind of me like getting to learn everything I didn't get to learn. And like um, a lot of my videos, the more inspired ones will come um, after I've seen something like seen a movie or a show or an episode of something that I really like want to emulate. And so I want to like try it out. Um, and so you can usually tell where the ones I'm just like making a normal video. And then I'm the ones where I'm like really trying to do something mm. um, like with the, the, we did one where we actually talked, we actually talked about like doing creative night or whatever. Um, yeah. It was like a long, like 25 minute video of just like nothing. None of it made any sort of <laughs> cohesive sense, but yeah. I just wanted to play with like colors and like just shots and stuff like that. And so it was just a big bunch of just playing around. And in a, in a way, like we were making, like that was part of creative night is we were making the video. And so, yeah. um, I, I just love doing that stuff. You know, it, it's really exciting for me. And then there's times I just kind of want to just, I don't know, just like do a normal vlog. Cause I see other people, if I see other people's vlogs and theirs are, are just normal, yeah. like mine are so overproduced. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm going to just make a normal something. And so like for my five-year anniversary one, I was like in this big, like dramatic, I don't know, just dramatic state of mind where I was like, it's going to be just bare bones and everybody has to deal with it. And it's just, I'm not going to do anything. Um, and it just like, I've carried my phone around with me all day, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's fun getting to kind of flex those creative muscles that you have. Yeah, um, definitely. Cause especially right. as you get older, right. You don't get, you don't get the opportunities to do that as much as like when you were younger and yeah. when you're younger, you know, maybe not the generations that are coming up, but like when I was younger, I didn't get to flex those creative muscles as much because I didn't want to get made fun of. Like, I mean, kind of <laughs> like you said, like, you know, I didn't want people to call me gay and like, you yeah. know, I didn't just stuff like that. So, yeah, um, of course. Now as you get older, you, you kind of get over that stuff really, really yeah. early. And like, oh, fuck that. Mm -hmm. This is more about what I want. It's not about like yeah. that negativity I'm going to get from people. I totally get that. Plus, like, now we're in like a society where like, TikTok's huge. Do you know what I mean? Like people have been so yeah. creative on platforms like that. And it's more, I think, part of the culture. Whereas, you know, like back when you started and back when I was like younger yeah. as well, like YouTube was like kind of like, well, you're on YouTube. Like, what are you doing on yeah, there? Like, still weird. Yeah. yeah. And like now it's like, you know, 
everyone's got a TikTok account doing crazy videos and like, yeah, it's just so much more part of the culture. So I guess it's less of a yeah. shock now, really, to be fair. It is. It is. The YouTubers still have kind of like a bad rap to them, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is mm. strange. But yeah. anyhow, keep doing what you're doing, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for all the compliments. <laughs> oh, you're feeding, only... feeding my ego here. Just <laughs> fanning these flames. Give me 10 more, <laughs> 10 more minutes of this. But um, yeah, but obviously you're, you're moving away now from, you know, we said earlier, I, like it was very much a montage. You know, we went from yeah. content about like, you know, where it was like topical to then like a montage of like best bits of like the relationship and with your family and whatnot. To then we've got like other parts of the relationship. So like the we've been arguing a lot video. Mm -hmm. So like, what was the choice in that way? You kind of went from, you know, you've gone from like the best bits to then just include more realness, to be honest. I think for a while, it was for a good year that I was making the best bits videos, like because I just really wanted to play with like music and montages and like just slow motion clips and like, you know, everything yeah. kind of like, I had think I had a montage in like every video mm. and then I kind of wanted to move away from that, but I also didn't know how to do that. And so I was trying to blend them and put more real life stuff in there because I think the montage stuff just like was painting a picture of like this perfect happy life that I didn't really want in there. Yeah. That's not true. Right. It was like, it's like, we have a pretty boring life. We really do. Um, <laughs> and we, we argue like a lot. Um, mm. It's not, you know, bad stuff, but like, you know, we get on each other's nerves a good bit and I, I just want to show stuff like that. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm still kind of trying to find our whole balance. Um, mm. There are some more serious topics that I really want to talk about. I just don't know if, we're both going to be comfortable doing that. Um, and it's also super hard just being like a YouTube couple in general, because mm. um, YouTube couples do, you know, they get a bad rap, you know, because um, it's weird. It's weird to film your relationship and put it out there. It's yeah. just, people don't do that. It, it makes no sense. Um, I, I don't know. We just, we've always done it. And so we we're doing that. I'm trying to figure out where our kind of limits are. Um, yeah. And so, I don't know, I, I, I just want to have some more real stuff in there. Like I did, I documented my damn parents like splitting up over Christmas. Um, and they haven't asked me to take it down yet, so I haven't done that. But <laughs> if, they, if they ask if they ask me, I'll do it. Of it's course, just, yeah. Um, I just like that. Like there's something about the realism that kind of reminds me that I'm not living in some sort of like montage to some beautiful music, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm here i'm centered i'm i'm you know um i have to pay this bill on wednesday or i'm arguing with alistair today and how are we how are we going to make it up you know it's like mm -hmm. i don't know it, it's it's i'm much more attracted to the realism i think these days um, yeah. especially as i'm getting older yeah definitely i think it makes it more relatable for people watching as well you know like when you know some people can see like this montage of this amazing relationship and they kind of think well that's not the way i am like i'm here like arguing with my boyfriend like 24 7 but i think stuff like that you know it makes it more much more relatable people watch that and go you know what that's me like right there i can see myself and that and that's kind of like stuff like some of the trials and tribulations i've been through like it's right there i totally get that so yeah man mm -hmm. i think it just brings that and for all that, you know, you're not on Big Brother, like not everything's been recorded 24-7. So obviously you are really selective of what you choose to show and what you don't choose to show. But I think in choosing those, you know, those harsher times, I guess, it's more of a credit to you and Alistair really for just saying, look, yes, we're on YouTube, but let's just be real about it. This is some of the stuff that we go through, you know, this is some of the shit that we have to deal with, you know, like, and I just think it's the best way to approach it just to be real with like, you know, your community around your channel. I also think it's like super cliche, you know, when, when we all say, um, 
oh, I'm going to be real. I don't want to be fake. I don't want to be, you know, this and that. Because, mm. I mean, there is like a mixture of everything. Like there has to be a mixture of all of, all of that, you know. Yeah. Because um, I'm not going to be 100% real. Um, I'm not going to show 100% of everything. Like you said, like I'm very, very selective about what I do put in there. But just because, you know, there's other people involved. Um, yeah, of course. But it's, yeah, I think I think as real as possible is the best way to go. And it's not even about getting other people to kind of relate. It's just I really, really strongly don't want to give anybody the idea or the the false sort of um the false idea that like relationships don't have problems and stuff like yeah. that or that you know um i'm not gonna like that you that i i grew up watching a lot of youtubers and i like marky miller was my dude like i loved watching marky miller yeah. um but i never saw them argue ever i never saw him talk about mental health i never saw him like really delve in and so i had this picture built on who i thought they were mm. and then like when they broke up i was like really shocked about it. i was like you know you never fighting i don't i don't yeah. get it like um and i don't and i i would read the comments of like what people were saying and everybody would be saying couples goals and like people would say that under our mm. videos too yeah. and i just like it made me super uncomfortable because i never want anybody to look at any sort of relationship and be like couples goals because that's not how it works that's not how even people were like, take the relationship part out of it. You know, I don't yeah. want anybody to think I have my life together. I have my shit together. I don't. <laughs> um, it's just, if I'm going to, because putting my life online is for me, it's, I've, it's become a thing that is very therapeutic for myself, mm. but I also have to recognize the responsibility that I have, that there are people watching who are going to take something from it. And what do I want them to take from it? Right. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's, you've summed it up brilliantly there. I think, yeah, it's one of those things like talking about being really therapeutic as well. It's really good as well when you can look back on that stuff as well and be like, right, if you've had an argument, how was I in that situation? Was I a bit mm -hmm. of an ass? Like where, mm -hmm. you know, where was I during that time? Where was my headspace during that time? And it's like for your own personal development and Alice does as well, to be fair, it's yeah. good to like look back and be like, right, <clears throat> this is what we went through. This is the crack that happened here. Let's like, you know, use that experience and then kind of work through that in a different way. If like something similar comes up again, mm -hmm. but no, I totally get that. There is a lot of like, there is a lot of fakeness out there. I mean, you watch like, <laughs> you watch a lot of reality TV and I mean, that's like primetime fakeness for a lot yeah. of it. And I think it's important to have those moments where it is just, yeah, to use the cliche real, but it is, it's so important to have that. And people mm. that say stuff like couple goals or like, that's my life I wanna have. Like the reality is you've got your own life, man. Like work on your own life. There'll be parts of your life that are incredible that you can really strive to do amazing things. Yeah. Don't try and aim to be someone else when you've got this own opportunity in you. So yeah, like I totally mm. get that, man. Yeah, I, I think I think that's just the best way to go about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I then mean, you then what happens? What right is like if I am just showing the best parts of myself and yeah. like showing you know only putting in shots where I think I look because I have a lot of body image issues and so I've been one of my big goals for 2021 is putting in shots where I know I don't look good but I'm okay with it. I just have to be okay with it, right? Um, because it used to be I, I got so like. Um, self-conscious about putting in any shots that didn't look good. And so now I'm really trying to do that because um, people can only take what they're looking at. And I don't want anybody to sit at home and be like, well, my life sucks because, you know, they look fine or they're, you know, happy yeah. or like, you know, he's not ever sad about anything. He's laughing all the time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it just, I, I want people to like, 
I don't want people to take anything bad from me. You know, I want yeah. people to be realistic about their own lives. Yeah. Um, that's my big, big goal here. Um, yeah. It's just like, remember, you're just watching a YouTube video of somebody, of a real person, um, you know. Yeah. So. And I think that's great, Zach. Like, as I said, like, you know, we watch kind of to pull back to reality TV for a bit, but it's 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 an obvious comparison, isn't it? Where so many people watch people and they're like, oh, my God, look at that celebrity. Like, look what they've got mm -hmm. going on. Like, look at this person on YouTube. They put all this going on. Why am I not like that? And the reality is, like, mm -hmm. they've got their own insecurities. You know, like, you've got, yeah. like, as you said there, about putting stuff on there that you're not particularly happy with. But fuck it. Just put it on because yeah. it's you. It's you know, your life. And at the end of the day, it's not about just trying to show people the best versions of you. It's trying to show you and everything that encompasses and comes with you. And I think that's yeah. important, really. Like people forget that where it's not like necessarily a competition. It's not something to aim towards. It's just something to watch really. And just, mm -hmm. yeah, like get amongst and appreciate it for what it is, not for what yeah. you wish you were in regards mm -hmm. to that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've had some noticeable vlogs and I've got like a list of four of them here. The ones that I think really are ones that like stand out. So, I mean, the first one, we kind of hinted at a little bit earlier on, which is the boyfriend tag. So this was like when baby Alistair. Uh, oh, stepped, yeah, stepped in front of the camera. How different you both <laughs> look, which by the way, congratulations on your four year anniversary, is it? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. We've been together five years, so it feels like five years, but it, I guess, yeah, four year anniversary. So. Yeah. So congratulations, man. And like yeah, in gear time. years, that's like 95. <laughs> Tom is going, man. Tom yeah. is just going. This, I, I feel like 2020 was a wasted year and then this year has gone by so quickly. Yeah. So. I mean, we're in July already. I mean, it was January, like two seconds ago. Mm -hmm. It's gone crazy, but yeah, talk me through that one. So like, how nervous was Alistair? And like, you know, what were you like when you were saying that one? <laughs> he wasn't so nervous. I didn't realize he was nervous until um, he, we were actually on camera and he was like not speaking. He just yeah. like wouldn't talk. <laughs> um, but like setting up and everything, it was just fun. Like he was excited to like figure out how the camera worked and he was excited mm -hmm. to like set up everything. And we were staying in an Airbnb. Um, so we were in Austin, Texas, and we were staying in an Airbnb. And so we were just, I didn't have any like film equipment. I just had the camera. And so we were stacking like chairs and boxes and like <laughs> putting everything up that we had. And it was just yeah. cool to do together. Um, and we filmed that one. We filmed us walking into the Airbnb first. Mm. And then I think we filmed, ah, oh, goodness. I think we filmed the boyfriend tag right after that. I think it was the same day because we didn't know if we want to vlog if we wanted to vlog together. Um, yeah. So we wanted to try out like doing a boyfriend tag first. And so we did yeah. the boyfriend tag and then he was comfortable with it. So we started vlogging and like, yeah, I mean, it, it just took a little bit of time, but that was a really fun one to do. I really, really enjoyed that one because it was just, you know, I felt cute. And like, I had this guy that I was like, so head over heels for that. I only yeah. knew like a month. I'd only been dating oh, wow. like a month. Yeah. Jesus, that's We'd only been thought. dating like a month. And we were those cliche gays who were just talking like um, in it. We're saying, yeah, we're going to get married and we're going to do all this. <laughs> everybody in the comments, everybody in the comments were sitting there going, you guys are going to break up. You're moving too fast, blah, 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 blah. And, but listen, <laughs> now, I'm, now, I'm the, now I'm the grumpy gay who's these guys moving too fast. I'm like, you're moving too fast. You need to slow down. And, um, that was a fun one to do, though. I, I, I very much enjoyed that one. Yeah. No, it was super cute. And just the way that you talk about things. And, you know, you even mentioned like tequila in that one, which is weird how it's come full circle because now we've got a podcast yeah. with our title in as well. So it's quite, quite like that. <laughs> but yeah, about that. You know, obviously the like 20, what was it? 20 books and like the kiss and everything like that. It's just, it's yeah. nice. It's sweet, right? It was, it was so trashy too. It was right outside <laughs> the liquor store. It was bad. 
You know what? But it's your story, Zach. It is, is my fine. story. <laughs> it is my story. Yeah. When I was younger, because um, I, I proposed to him in an airport. Um, but yeah. when I was younger, I always knew that I wanted to propose to a girl and I knew exactly how I wanted to do it too. And I wanted to have like a ring and she was going to wake up in the morning and we were going to be like staying on the beach and I was going to be like knelt by her bedside and I wanted it to be like that. Like super like casual, very casual, very like like that but then when Alistair came around I was like I want it to be bigger it's gotta be big <laughs> I love that and an airport yeah. as well yeah Everybody well, no there was there wasn't like nobody there nobody it was like 3 a.m nobody gave a shit they yeah. were we were just taking up space I mean I'd love if they did everyone just drops their bags big round of applause in my head in my head it was gonna be like that because we were supposed to do it at like 7 p.m so there's yeah. supposed to be more people and I pictured people clapping but nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody <was there. laughs> like planes landing people coming uh, up yeah no, nobody cared they're like fucking move get out of the way my bag is right here i have yeah. to get out of the way guys give me that bag Fucking <laughs> <laughs> love it it's a cute one but yeah. i do like it but yeah. yeah so like the next one kind of we jump from there to go like fast forward to when the wedding came around so alistair yeah. and Zach get hitched so that one is that like is that your like wedding video or do you have like more footage like that's just for you oh i have i have a lot of other footage of it um also like i had a lot of footage on on a a previous phone that i had and i dropped it into like a creek and so all of that was gone um but i I still have a bunch of it it just doesn't make any sense to put it into a video because none Mm. of it kind of links up right um because i don't have all of it um but that was that was another instance of like me in my head like having this vision of like we were it was gonna play Chris Stapleton's like Tennessee whiskey. And oh, so I had like all the shots set up in my head. And I like I had my brother's girlfriend come and my cousin. Um, and originally it was only supposed to be our immediate family, but I wanted my brother's girlfriend and my cousin to come so that they could film it. And so I was like, here's your shot list. You have to get these shots <laughs> because I can't be directing it. Yeah. I have to be over here, like living it. Um, but I want this video to be good and it has to look good. And I didn't have a camera. So I only, we only had phones. Um, but it didn't, it did not come out nearly how I wanted it to in my head. It was like slow-mo, like sweeping shots and like gorgeous yeah. and like, <laughs> Um, we were supposed to get married outside next to a tree. And when we got to the Airbnb, the tree was like next to a highway. And so I was like, we're not getting married right there. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> I just like, that's just the great part about it, about life, you know, yeah. is that um, I love that video so much now because of the homemade looking aspect of it. Yeah. Like it looks homemade. It looks like we filmed it on our phones and like, mm-hmm. I just, I, that's, I don't know. I really, yeah. I like it. No, I think it's great. And I mean, Chris Stapleton as well, like over the top. I mean, first of all, tune. Uh, Tennessee yeah. Whiskey is one of the first songs I sang on karaoke mm-hmm. and probably butchered it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, tune though. But yeah, like, you know what it is? Like, it is nice that, like, aesthetic, as you say, it looks like it's home film, like, it's people with, like, just their phones yeah. recording you guys. But it's super sweet. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you've got your cowboy hats going on, you've got those waistcoats yeah. going on. Like, it just looks really cool. And it was quite a small affair as well by the look of it, yeah. which makes it really intimate. But that whole thing as well, like with just cameras and that, that's a big thing now. Like, I know like yeah. my cousin got married and she was like, look, we haven't got a photographer, just everybody record footage and send it to me and I'll just edit it all together. And I think that's you know, it the makes thing it really is like, you don't need, um, you don't need a photographer. You don't need, like everybody has, a, everybody has a phone. Everybody has a camera. Um, mm. It's super easy to make something that you like all on your own and um we didn't even use the song tennessee whiskey because like i didn't have the sweeping shots or anything like that so we ended up going with a different song and like it just all came together how it was supposed to and there's like i wouldn't do it any other way i i am 
<laughs> I always think about like re-editing it though. And I have to stop okay. myself because like I because because I know more about editing now, and I'm like I yeah. could I I know what I could do better because um, mm. I had this like ugly filter that I put on iMovie on it, and like it was called the blockbuster filter, and so it's like, <laughs> it was just bad. Uh, so I'd like to I might go one day go back and kind of edit it to. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how I would edit it, but I think mm. I might one day just try it out and see how it comes out. But I mean, that's my original wedding video. And so of course it is. just yeah. how it turned it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a landmark. Maybe after like 10 years anniversary or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> put yeah. like another filter over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Zach, obviously like, so one of them I want to talk about, so we kind of like hinted towards this earlier on, like showing some of like, you know, the not necessarily the best parts, but obviously the video, like rest in peace B. So obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you, unfortunately lost bronson which was a big part of your channel you know like the b and you know, like mm-hmm. acb is like was bronson yeah. for a long time what i really love about that video is again it's just like anyone who's ever had a pet like you know whatever it may mm-hmm. be like that connection that you've got with them you know they are family through and through and obviously that loss was like instrumental for you really and all of the the montage and the footage that you see there it's kind of like what you were saying earlier on like that footage is yours that you'll keep forever, you know, and like he'll yeah. always live on. Like you've always got those memories of Bronson, do you know what I mean? And I think it's really nice to put that together and share it with people as well, just to show how much you love that little guy, right? Yeah. Um, he was like very, very special to me because um, I had him throughout college and he was just my little dude. He was always with me, always with me. And I, this is, so this is not very healthy, but, I, uh, and I know that, but I put a lot of emotional weight onto my animals like they're like my kids these these are my kids and so like Winnie when she got cancer like it, it took a lot out of me yeah um and so I just I love them so much I love my animals um and so when he passed it was really really hard and like it is for a lot of people I know it is for a lot of people um and I know a lot of people kind of went through what I went through because I would look up like you know I lost my animal I'm still sad like what do I do and there's a lot of emotional support groups for stuff like that and I was so happy to see stuff like that but it wasn't working like I just couldn't get over it um, yeah. and so I had a bunch of footage on my phone and stuff like that I made like a tribute video to him the rest in B rest in peace B one I think that was the tribute video it is yeah uh, yes um and then after I made that, I just, I couldn't get over it still. And so I made like a vlog that like kind of accompanied it, um, yeah. which got taken down by YouTube. Um, it's like blocked worldwide now. Yeah. Why? So, <laughs> somebody, I don't know. Somebody, somebody messaged me the other day on Twitter and was like, Hey, where's that video? Did you take it down? I was like, no. Um, I went and looked hell? at it and yeah, it's, it's like blocked because I used a Carol King song in it. Um, oh God. So, I don't fucking know. Um, but it's, I, so I made that one. And that one was the one I was like most proud of because it just felt like therapy to me. You know, yeah. I just like, I, I felt like so alone. Alistair was deployed and like, I was yeah. staying with my mom, but you know, I just like, I felt like, I don't know. I just felt like nobody was understanding like where I was coming from. And, um, and that's always how great feels. He's like, you feel alone, even though you're not. Yeah. Um, and so I just would carry the camera around and I would just like cry on camera. And I never wanted to be a YouTuber who like cried on camera and stuff. Yeah. I, I always think that's so cheesy. It looks so bad. <laughs> it looked bad when I did it. Like it was no better, but it just was the most therapeutic thing I could have, I could have done mm-hmm. to kind of get over that. Um, I don't do well with death at all. Not yeah. with people, not with animals, not with nothing. I just don't have the heart for death. Um, and I think if anybody, somebody were important were to die, you know, for me tomorrow, 
I think I would film again. I would do the same thing. I don't know if I would put it out again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think talking to a camera, just kind of talking everything out of my head mm-hmm. is the best way to do it for, yeah. for me. Um, and that's what these videos are, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They're, it's just my fucking therapy. <laughs> me, me avoiding actual therapy and just like creating my own. But you know what? Hey, man, if it works, who's anyone yeah. to judge? Like if it works yeah. for you, that's the main thing. Like I'm really yeah. similar in the sense that so my like older brother, like he's like much more of a person who balls things up. And like yeah. I, for me, that is my idea of literal hell. Like I would literally go full on like reactor for Chernobyl and blow up. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm somebody who I need to talk things out. And even yeah. sometimes, you know, like you know, if that is just with myself in my flat, I just verbalize my thoughts, and then really yeah. it helps me to understand them a little bit better. And like mm-hmm. talk to my friends about things. So I totally get that. And I think what I really like about that video, especially the montages, you know, it is, yes, all the memories are attached to it and everything like that as well. But it is, again, just showing that other side of your life where, you know, you had this amazing relationship with Bronson. You know, he obviously meant so much to you and still does now. And like, I I don't own any pets, but like my parents have got two dogs that I love to bit. Yeah. When the day comes that they pass, I'll be absolutely devastated. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's one of the things where it just shows that connection with animals. For me, it's a, one of the great parts about people when they have like a really good, nice relationship yeah. with animals. And like, I'm such a dog person. There's a cat that follows me outside of my flat that's obsessed me right yeah. now, which is insane. But I'm much more of a dog person. I love them and I get yeah. I got that video. Do you know what I mean? Like when mm. I was watching it, I just got it. So yeah, I think there's a lot of people who's watched that and just get it as well as that, to be fair. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's, I, I think I, I just like animals more than people. Number one, but Agreed. Um, it's just, <laughs> they're <laughs> just, you know, they're there, like, especially dogs. It's like you are their whole life. Yeah. They, they, you know, they wake up and go to sleep to you. Like you are their sun and their moon. Like you, we really are a dog's whole life yeah and i just like i had because i had to put him down and i felt like i i could not get the image out of my mind i just felt so guilty Mm. but he was gone he was gone i sat in the vet's office with him for like an hour and a half and i like told myself that i was going to say all of his favorite words all of the words that would make him perk up or like you know treat going going outside going on a walk and like everything and if he gave me any sort of reaction then I wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. And so I sat in there and I just said everything over and over and over again. He just wasn't there anymore. And so I carried a lot of guilt around with me. Um, and I still have that sort of guilt. I still kind of like get some flashbacks about that. And I'm hoping that never has to happen to me again. I yeah. never want to have yeah. to put an animal down again. Yeah. But um, it just, yeah, the videos did help a lot. Um, mm. They just did. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, no. I mean, obviously clearly did. I mean, you know, the dog that we had prior to the dogs that my parents have got now, like the last memory I kind of have of her, she was like pretty much like on her last legs as well. And I remember she was lying in her bed and I kind of just lay down with my head in the bed next to her and was just stroking her. And that's the last memory I have of her type thing. I don't have any footage of that. I don't have any recording, but that'll stay with me for the rest of my life. Do you know what I mean? And it's tough because as you say, like, you come, in, you come in from work, you come in from like when you've been out somewhere and you hear like the pitter patter of like the claws come over and then they're so excited to see you. And like, you can't get love from i think anyone like you get from oh an animal gosh, like no, that you, you just no. can't like they're absolutely no. besotted with you and like you know the yeah. barking and like the you know like whining and just like they're all over you and even when you, know, you sit down and you're watching something on tv and like when a dog just comes over and just sits on your lap next to you and it's just 
There is no it's fear. Perfect. Fear. It's like it you is. chose me. Yeah, you chose you, me. You came to me. It's Alistair. You came to me. <laughs> they're, they're, they sit all over me, so I feel yeah. very special. No, I, I'm like that, and I think I'm one of them people as well. Where animals tend to take to me a bit more. Like I said, this yeah. cat. Like I go to work, and literally the cat is next to my car, like pretty much every yeah. morning. I'm like, hello. I don't even know your name, but and it just comes and like rubs against my leg and everything. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. hello. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that. Like you just yeah. you can't get it anywhere else, man. Like the love you get from that, you cannot. Nope. So yeah, last one I want to talk to you about, Zach, is um, so obviously this one you've kind of talked about a little bit before, but it's the daddy issues video. Mm -hmm. So like this one, obviously, you know, I think it was in reaction to a lot of comments from people, right? When they were kind of making comments about your relationship with your dad. And I think you Mm -hmm. kind of just did this because you wanted to set the record straight and just be like, right, this is how I've kind of, you know, been brought up. This is the relationship I've had with my dad now. Is that right? It was, it was a lot of that, and it was a lot of, um, I mean, I won't, I won't be like, you know, all high and mighty and say I was doing that, you know, for, for 100% good reasons. I, I was pissed at him. I was, like, yeah. super angry with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted a little bit of, like, revenge and, like, a little bit of, like, I don't know. It was just, it, it came from a place of, like, I had all these people telling me I needed to, to mend my relationship with my dad and also knowing my past with, with my dad. And like, finally, like I felt like, and I had my mom telling me like, don't make this video, don't do it. Like, like I, but like I said, therapy, like this is kind of my therapy and I could have made the video and never put it out. But um, I just felt like, you know, I'd kept secrets for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was a huge source of trauma for me growing up and, um, and still was into my teenage years, adult years. Um, and I never said anything because my mom had always been with him and like every, you know, he was still part of my family and my grandparents knew him. And like, he chose to leave our family at one point, like stopped talking to my grandparents, stopped talking to everybody. You know, he didn't do it. Like, I don't know. I just, I was super angry. And so a lot of that came out of anger, but a lot of it was also like needed to be said because he wasn't listening to me either. Like I needed to say all of this to him and he wouldn't even hear it. And so I got to make a video and I, I mean, that's the great thing about being YouTubers. I can say whatever the hell I want. Um, And so I went and I, I was practicing all morning. I was like, I I wanted to do it like, you know, off the top of my head. And so like, I was like walking around just like saying, all of my lines in a sense, you know, I was like mm. trying to prepare like an actor. Cause I didn't want to get upset. I didn't want to get emotional. I wanted yeah. to be very stone faced throughout the whole entire thing. And I got set up and I forgot fucking everything I was going to say. <laughs> I just forgot everything. And I just started, yeah. I just started talking, you know, mm. I was just, I didn't want to get overly emotional. I think I did a little bit, but like it's, it's, I just, I felt like me talking to him in yeah. a way. Yeah. And I don't know if he ever saw it. I don't think he has, mm. but I made sure to put it out. Um, and just, that was that, like, it was just going to be that. And if people didn't like it, they didn't like it. And it was also like telling people to fuck off and to- quit telling me, you know, how to act in my own life. Because like, that is, that isn't one part of YouTube, right? It's like you, you don't know all of the background, you know, you've yep. maybe seen my dad in like one or two videos, but you don't know my whole history with him. You don't know my history with anybody. And so this was me kind of saying that and like the, the amount of people reaching out in DMs and like emails before I made it was so negative and so toxic and just so like it was awful. And then after just this outpouring of support and people relating to it and stuff like that. And I was so happy to 
that I did it. I was so hoping that I did it. And I'm, I'm glad I put it out there. Um, again, like I can think of like 50 ways in my head, I could have done it better. <laughs> like I would like to redo it, but it's just, it's just there already. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's another one that maybe won't even stay up forever. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't really have a relationship with him now still. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, it's there, I guess. You know somebody what? asked me to take it down. It's one of them videos, Zach, which, re, you know, in reality, grand scale of things, like, you didn't even have to make. Like, you did mm. it because you wanted to, like, verbalize. And obviously, as you've said, it's like therapy, right? You want to talk through yeah. this and, like, make things clear, which haven't been so clear in the past. And I get that, man. I completely get that. I remember when, so I did a podcast called Risk. Uh, I was, like, I did an episode of Risk, and this was back in 2018. And I told my coming out story. So I kind of hinted a little bit towards it where I talk about, you know, it was, pretty horrendous don't get me wrong things are amazing now but it was really shit at one point and i remember like doing it i was kind of like why am i doing this like why am i recording this and i was like as i started to tell the story it was really cathartic you know it was like therapy and i was like just talking to one guy like the way i'm doing it with you now is just talking to one guy telling him the story and it was the host of the podcast he was tearing up and then like because he was tearing up I, i thought my voice wobbled a little bit and i was like this is just my story. I'm doing this for kind of selfish reasons, really. I just want to kind of like talk through my thoughts throughout the whole thing. It's like a 40 minute long episode. Mm -hmm. But the response I got, which was not even what I was expecting, like I had DMs from people around the world on Twitter, on Instagram and everything saying like, oh my God, Adam, your stories really helped me. Thank you so much. And like, I've been through similar things where, you know, now I feel like I can come out because, you know, it's worked for you. That for me was bonus, but that for me was one of the most rewarding parts of it where people Mm -hmm. like got back and just said like, wow, Adam, like amazing. Like, and it it wasn't about like, it's not about my ego and that. It was just more like if my, my story helped 1% of somebody around the world then that's yeah. incredible do you know what i mean so that that's, was that's me. great isn't it yeah yeah it's, it's absolutely a fantastic feeling i, yeah. I completely understand that because like mo uh, i will be honest like i mean that video was completely made for selfish reasons uh, it wasn't made to help anybody but i'm glad it did yeah i'm glad it did i'm glad it helped anybody and but what i take more from the responses that i got where people were telling me their stories you know yeah. people were opening up to me and i love like i love this whole podcast that you're doing because it's just story based, right? I love yeah. storytelling, love yeah. storytelling to my core. That is who I am, a storyteller. Yeah. Um, and I love when people tell me their stories and I can't always like respond to everybody and like, you know, you know, interact with everybody in the way, ways that they would want, but I read everything and I, I yeah. make sure to read everything. And like, I love when people feel comfortable enough to tell me their stories. Um, yeah. Because it feels like there, there's that sense of community there. And like, I'll tell you my story and you're going to tell me your story too. And yeah. we're going to have that that sort of mutual exchange. And then that goes beyond a, a sort of, you know, voyeuristic point of view. It's like, you're you're not here with me, but it's, it's yeah. pretty damn close. You know, mm. um, I'm getting a picture in my head of like yeah. what your life may have been like. And I just love that. And I love that that video did that. Um, yeah. But I was fucking angry. I was so fucking angry and I just needed... I just needed to get that out there. And like uh, a big positive from that is like, I could make that video and uh, everybody in my family pretty much saw it. They were sending it to each other and stuff like that. I don't know if he saw it, but I know everybody else did. And Mm. that brought me a lot of satisfaction is that I don't have to go around. It's like my coming out story too. It's like, I didn't have to go around and tell people they just saw it. And it was like, it saved me from having to go and just tell everybody. Um, so there's there's a lot of good things that came out of that one, but mm. um, yeah, I think I think the mutual exchanging of stories is is what I is one of the big things I look for when making my videos. I love when people will just 
relate their own life story to yeah. something that we just we just did you know uh, yeah. so that's my no, favorite part of it completely agree zach and obviously i mean first of all thanks for the comments about the podcast but that's one of the reasons why one the main reason why i wanted to do this because mm. everyone can talk about the easiest topic which is themselves right like mm. i'm not asking you to talk about something that you don't understand yeah. like you you're telling me stuff about you which is why i do this why i've talked to the likes of ian brian you know like the classical singer from london lydia because yeah. of all these different experiences and i just love to hear that shit you know like where have yeah. people gone what's the trials and tribulations they've gone through in their lives like you know as you said it's that mutual sharing of like experience of stories like i've told you a little bit about me you're telling you know you're telling me stuff about you mm-hmm. i love that shit and i eat it up so much and i think some of the best ways to learn about people to learn about life really is to understand other people's stories you know what choices yeah. have they made through their lives what horrendous or incredible circumstances have they gone through and what type of people are they now because of that and that's well part and parcel uh, the reason of the podcast yeah and i think um i like i have i have a problem with doing these sorts of things um because i've done i've done i've done stuff like this before but i have a problem with uh hijacking the conversation and like turning it around and asking like i would be asking you everything um that's fine and so (laughs) if you're open to it one day we should just switch roles and i could ask you everything you know we could do an an episode like that because i'm much like i mean I'm a YouTuber, so I'm a little bit narcissistic anyway, and I'll talk about myself <laughs> to no day's end. But yeah. um, I love to hear about other people, and I love to hear about their lives. I'm so fucking nosy like that. And so, <laughs> you know, I'd love yeah, to do man. that with you. A hundred percent, Zach. We'll, we'll throw it down. We'll put a date in the diary, and we'll do it. Whether it's your podcast, whether it's mine, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll throw it out, man. Uh, cool. Speaking of podcasts, mm-hmm. let's talk about coffee and tequila. So the oh, morning shows. Obviously, yeah. you have, like, My Bloody Judy and Nudie Judy as well, but we'll start with coffee and tequila. So... This is the morning show you do with uh, your wonderful husband, Alistair. Yeah. So like this, talk me through that. Like, how did the idea come up? I'm guessing like oh, you must goodness. have thrown ideas around <laughs> and it must have changed a thousand times, I'm guessing. I basically forced him into it, I feel like. But like everybody has a fucking podcast now, right? Like, no, there's not a single damn person without a podcast. So like, it's like way oversaturated. Um, I just thought it would be a fun sort of like side element to what I'm doing already. Yeah. Here's the thing, like doing the same sort of vlogs like all the time, I get really tired of it. And so I'm always looking for like another project, another thing to do. Yeah. That kind of like is a little bit fresh to me. And so I really wanted to do a morning show for like a long time. And me and Alistair were both on board. We thought about one day a week we were going to do it. And then like two days before we started, I was like, well, I want to do it every day. We're going to do it every day. <laughs> We've already failed. We've already failed with that. But yeah, he was like, oh, what? And, yeah. and uh, no, but I, I made it work. I said, I said, you won't have to do anything. You just show up. You look pretty. Um, <laughs> you have your ideas. You know, we have a little shared folder where we put all our ideas, where we want to put it. Um, it was originally just a pop culture morning show where we wanted to do just pop culture stories going on in the world. Um, yeah. And then I don't know, like, like sort of, you know, we were just talking about storytelling and loving to hear stories. I kind of want to cover just stories, not like interview people like what you're doing, but like, you know, if I find a story on the internet that sounds super interesting, like there's a girl yeah. that I just read about earlier this morning who like, you know, back in the seventies, like got, I don't know, like somebody in her family, like um, killed everybody on a boat and like, like um sunk the boat and like she survived and like i would love to like talk about that whole story on, wow. on it um yeah so we don't really know what we're doing with this tequila <laughs> yet but we're going somewhere with it we've got a setup we've got like 
everything looking nice how we want yeah, it to it look does. but we just have to figure out like what the fuck we're gonna do with it because we don't know yet um <laughs> So, and you will. to be continued yeah we will we will you know, but really, it's fun what's really interesting zach as well is like when you were saying about story base so nobody really knows this you're like one of the first people i'm telling this before this podcast but maybe about five years ago i had another podcast and it was called pinpoint mm. so what pinpoint was all about was literally stories it wasn't mine mm. it was people from around the world and the the idea from it came from like so when i was at university there was this artist who like really he reopened like a disused coffee shop in France, in Paris. Mm-hmm. And like literally invited people on the street to come in, write a little post-it note about a little story, a little anecdote and post it on the map of where it took place in Paris. So like yeah. by the end of the day, he had like a board full of all these different post-it notes. But what was really yeah. interesting was like, one place where somebody put like, oh, this is where my husband proposed to me, like in this restaurant. Someone else had put, this is where I was held at gunpoint when the restaurant was robbed. Yeah. And it was like two different stories and it was the same location. And I it's always that fascinating. Shit. I know, Fascinating. Right? It's so good. Shit. So what I did was I started yeah. Pinpoint, which was where I used just the world as like that board. And every like, every yeah. episode, it was like, I had like a like a map on the website for it. And it was just like, right, this is where this story took place. And I had like, started to get different people's stories and they would just tell me stories from like, what happened to them in a certain location and uh, it kind of just never really went anywhere really i think it just died off which is a shame because i fucking love the idea and maybe i'll come back to it someday i don't know but um yeah so when you were just saying that it reminded me so much of that because i feed off that i love that shit when you, you should know, do more of that on here too though yeah you could you could like incorporate some of that you know what's yeah. great is like um i'm like so into just not even just stories it's like just like what you're saying with the with the board i'm into like places a lot yeah and so um, if I know somebody had been somewhere doing something, I'd like, I like, I'm like, it's weird. I just like, I'm trying to feel that essence and like, yeah. it's not anything supernatural or anything. It's just like, <laughs> I know this, like when I went to, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Anne Frank and we went to mm. the Anne Frank house yeah. and I was like, she's, she stood right here and she stood yeah. right here. And I was like, yeah. just like a whole big thing for me. And so I love doing that now. Mm. And we have back out by the, by the shed in the backyard there was uh, there's a little girl's name written in the concrete oh wow um, with with the year 84 which is the year the house was built and Mm. so i'm just like somebody was there writing their name down somebody had their finger in that spot right there like how cool is that and like i I would would love love to hear that story Um, yeah so it, it is super interesting no man i totally agree with you like when we were talking before about like in our old house, we went up into like the, the loft and found other people's names written in the loft of over time. I yeah. love that shit. It's like, right, who was that family? Like, what was their lives like in this house? Like, then we moved in, we've added our names and there's a different family in there now. So like, are they seeing our names? You know what I mean? Are they yeah. adding their names? I love shit like that. And so much is obviously- Did you ever figure house. any of that out or who they were or anything? Ah, uh, see, you know, I wish there was a way to do that too. I know. In every house I've been in, um, in my closet, uh, on the inside, you know, right above the door frame, mm. um, but on the inside, so you can't see it. I've always written my name and yeah. what year I'm moving yeah. out in Sharpie. And so that's every house I've ever lived in. I have that. Um, and then I don't know. I've always, I just, I just love storytelling. You know, when I was yeah. in high school and like the beginning of college, I had another YouTube channel where I would just build on the Sims, like build houses. And I would like talk through stories, but like you couldn't see yeah. or anything. It was just my voice. Um, and I would do that. And like, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I would never say what that channel is. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so, like, it was just storytelling. I'd make up little stories yeah. for whoever was living in the house. And it's just so funny. And um, I love that shit. 
I used to love The Sims. I used to play it so much. One time I made like, it was me and a guy that I really liked in school and we like lived together in a fucking (laughs) house. And he'll never, ever, and I will never share that name fucking hell. But yeah, yeah, that was the thing. But now The Sims is cool, man. But it is, it's like stuff like that where storytelling, it's fascinating. And that is something that, you know, obviously you're going to bring to coffee and tequila as well. Maybe it's something that I'll integrate to this. Who Mm. knows? We'll just have to see. I did have an idea for a while of like bringing like diary based stuff into this. So if I didn't have like a guest on, maybe I'd just do one week of like, it would be like reading an entry from a diary, like Mm. maybe my diary. Like I don't have one, but it might just be a chapter of like my life or somebody else who's like submitted something and just sharing it like that. So it's just me, just my voice, just reading like a diary extract. I think stuff like that can be really interesting. So I think you should a hundred percent. I think you should. Do you ever, do you ever watch those videos of the Reddit pages? Am I the asshole? Like, those are so good like whoever yeah. the fuck came up with that it's just like genius <laughs> but i genius. needed my life immediately yeah, yeah man, I absolutely love it there's some great reddit pages you've probably seen like yeah. the top 10 scariest stories that exist on the internet yeah. i literally sat one night it was like by the time i was finished like 3 a.m i was like what am i doing to myself reading yeah. all these stories but i love that stuff like eat it up so much so yeah man yeah. maybe i'll add it to the podcast we'll see but uh yeah, yeah. i'll brainstorm it a bit more and i'll let you know because there's so many people in the world right there's so many people people that like it really like when you think about it not to get too like depressing but it makes everybody (laughs) sort of insignificant in a way because Mm -hmm. there are just so many people with so many different stories and like i don't know i just i just want to i want to know them all no more same same time Mm -hmm. though all that content out there you know like the stories where like i did one episode of like pinpoint when i spoke to my next door neighbor this woman called connie she was like 93 and she was telling me about like in the second world war she was like had to go on a train and was taken away from her parents. Mm. And there was like a mouse crawled up her sleeve and she was freaking out and then had to get on the train with other kids and that stuff. Like, you know, if had I not just sat down with her, I was like, right, Connie, tell me everything. Like Mm -hmm. that would never have happened. I would never have known that story. And I eat shit like that because it puts a lot into perspective where I'm like, hold on a minute. You were taken away from your family, put on a train with people you didn't know. A mouse Mm -hmm. was crawling up your sleeve. You then went somewhere and you were like, what, like 10? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. And, it just and I'm assuming you have that, you have her like on audio, right? Yeah, but I record that. Yeah. So that's like, you've documented her now. Yeah. And like, she's there. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm really trying to get my grandparents to like tell me their yeah. life stories. I'm like, I'll even just, just get like an audio recorded. We don't even have to see you. I'll just let me yeah. get your voice telling us the story because everybody's going to be gone at some point, right? And yeah. so it's just like, we have the capability to document everybody now and yeah. we should. Do it, uh, man. I mean, with that as well, I sent that, the audio to her daughter and uh, mm-hmm. I don't think she'd ever heard the story. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, exactly. And she was like, oh my God, Adam, thank you. And again, it was that thing yeah. where like, I did it for myself for the podcast, but the nice part yeah. of it that came out of was, here's a story from your mother that you've never heard. You know, she mm-hmm. loved that. And that for me was so rewarding. I was like, wow, like yeah. I kind of figured she'd already know the story. So that was phenomenal. So I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, keep doing still, that. Keep doing yeah. that. I'd even go out into the world a little bit and and speak to people. Try to get some more of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Maybe, man. Keep keep an eye on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, talk to me a little bit about my bloody Judy and my nudie Judy. So this is with our mutual friend. I always want to call him Ian X Carlos, and I have to stop myself. It's like sometimes Ian I do too. Uh, so, it's yeah. just his Twitter name, uh, <laughs> but I still call him by his full name, Ian Carlos Crawford. Um, yeah. Ian and I are not people who agree on much um we get along we get along like 60 percent of the time we argue the rest of the rest of it and um but we kind of bonded over the pandemic you know um he'd had me on slayer fest and then i kind of was like 
bugging him and like poking at him in his DMs and like, you know, sent him something about Helen Shivers and we were talking about Sarah Michelle Geller and then we started talking in real life or not in real life, but like, you know, yeah. through text and uh we started doing a bunch of lives together and I knew that in October I really wanted to do something like movie reviews. I really yeah. wanted to do that because I wanted to try to break into the horror community is what I wanted to do. Yeah. I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just, I'm doing whatever I want to do anyway. Um, but I really wanted to do that because I wanted to be a part of the horror community so bad. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to do horror reviews. I want to do, I'm going to do it for the month of October. And me and Ian had been talking about doing something for like a long time, all year, pretty much. We'd been talking about doing something together. And then um, that time came and he, I think, initiated it and said, we need to do something together soon. We need to come up with something because we'd talked about doing like a mental health talk together. Okay. Um, and that never really came out. But he's like, we really need to do something together. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? Let's do horror movie reviews. Let's do that. We both like horror movies. And so he said, yeah, and we came up with the names. Um goodness i know we have the rest of the names that we came up with somewhere um, <laughs> but the yeah we came up with my bloody judy and then we just said we were only going to do it for the month of october but i think both of us kind of knew that we wanted to keep it going yeah um and it's just been it's been really fun we've argued a whole lot doing it um just yeah. about every fucking little decision that we make <laughs> we have an argument about but I like love doing it with him because I love that we don't agree on most things yep. and that we just kind of have a little bit back. Cause it, it, I, I think it's super boring when you're talking to somebody and they're agreeing with everything you're saying, you know, um, like, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about when like it comes to like a piece of content or something like yeah. that. Like yeah. if I said, I like the like black Christmas, for instance, if I said, I like black Christmas and he's just like, Oh yeah, I like it too. And like agreed with every point I had, it's just not a conversation that's going to last very boring. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still like, you know, people who like agree with me, but yeah, it's absolutely. just a conversation can go deeper if we have two different opinions. And Ian and I usually just have two different opinions on everything. Mm -hmm. And so he's a great person to talk about these things yeah. with. And I think him and I just have uh, not to toot our own horns, but I do think we have like a, a sort of something special as co-hosts yeah. because we are so different. Yeah. Um, and so I really, really appreciate that. And the nudie Judy, um, we weren't really getting paid for bloody judy or anything like that and i felt bad because he was given his time um so i wanted him to kind of get paid for it and so we decided to do some sort of little i don't know some sort of little show for his patreon yeah um, hopefully he gave him a little bit of money i don't know how that works i'm not <laughs> i don't know how any of that works um, yeah but yeah i know it's been fun it's been fun working with him like and i, I really enjoy it and i'd like to keep it going for a little while yeah man you know what it is like when I was so I had Ian on the podcast like literally like two days ago and uh, I started listening to y'all's thing right before this so I got to like halfway through the Buffy conversation all right cool yeah so we actually mentioned like you know Bloody Judy for a little bit and one of the things I said straight away is one thing that I love about Bloody Judy is like Zach will be really enthusiastic like about something about this film like oh yeah I like this this and this and it's like Ian what did you think I fucking hated it. And it just, uh, he I just hates everything. Yeah, yeah he just <laughs> hates the world. Uh, he's an angry gay. But no, uh, I just, but I said that to him. I'm like, you know, you might be enthusiastic about something and Zach might fucking hate it. But that is the beauty yeah. of it, where, like, you know, if you both just had an episode every single time where you agreed on something, the episodes would be 10 minutes long and people would be bored yeah. to years. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So 
that is the beauty of it where you pick and you don't always pick the obvious films either which i really like you go for cold classics you know you go mm-hmm. for like some of the big blockbusters you go for like films from like you know 50 years ago it's like it's a good mixture of content as well and like i think everyone secretly likes a little bit of horror on different levels some yeah. people are just freaks out some people just love the genre but yeah man i think it works really really well i think we um we haven't really like gotten our, our whole groove down yet on like which horror movies we're covering and stuff like that it kind of just yep. comes as we as we go we have a shit ton of episodes that are just backlogged because we've recorded them and we're like we're gonna record them in advance and then they'll be done yeah and then we decide to do different ones so like all the ones that we were supposed to put out we haven't put out any of those um and now we have like the summer camp series coming up and you're gonna be on that one we're yeah, gonna have you on right. that one i'm excited for that <laughs> yeah um, i've been telling him we should have you on for a little while now um I've actually been telling him he, he needs to have you on Slayer Fest too. I think you'd be fun on season yeah. seven for Slayer Fest. Um, I'd be well up for it. I'm waiting for you to ask him. <laughs> I know you'll be watching this. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, I'm, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Um, but yeah, no, it's just really, really fun to do it with him. Just, just like you said, is like we have that. Yeah. Um, those differing opinions on pretty much fucking everything so it's like it's never a dull conversation with him that's what makes it incredible though Zach. that's why we tune in and watch it like what are they going to bitch about to each other today and it's not a show that even like is doing like fantastic numbers or anything like that like it's not making any money it's not really doing anything it's just i think we both just really enjoy doing it um and we we went back and forth for a long time on whether we were going to have it on its own podcast platform or have it on Slayer Fest or keep it on yeah. my channel or put it on a different channel. And I think I'm pretty solid where we are. And I think he is too. Um, yeah. So I think I think we're pretty good and we're probably just going to, yeah, just keep going forward with it until keep doing it, man. somebody know? decides they don't want to do it no more. <laughs> Someone's like, it's over. But now you know what it is. Keep doing it, man. Like, And yeah. the main thing what you said there is as long as you both enjoy it, doesn't matter about yeah. numbers at the end of the day. Just keep doing yeah. it, man. And like the 100%. rest, like the people come along and do it. Speaking of horror, Zach, mm. have you got your five? So I don't. I don't. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is these things are always so hard. I hate making lists. So I have four, and then I'm going to come up. With, I've decided I'm going to come up with the fifth one off the cuff. All right. Um, well, let me let me just <laughs> what we're actually talking about. Okay. So okay, okay. prior to the podcast, uh, I asked Zach to come up with five of his favorite moments from like a horror property. Now that could be from a film. It could be from a TV show. It could be from a book, you know, but it's just might be a certain scene. It might be a character. It might be a film overall, but it's really tough. And this isn't an exclusive. This is my top five. This is just five moments that you really enjoy. And for me, it was just like, when I did it, I was like, right, what's the first five that come to my mind? Right. Let's just write them down. There's others out there. I mean, this could be like a hundred, do you know what I mean? But this is just five that came to my mind. So Zachary, would you like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, should they be in order or are we just going nah. just random? Okay. Just, you do one, uh, I'll do one. We'll just go random. Uh, let's do the opening scene in Jaws. I think oh, wow. that one is like terrifying to me. Nice. Um, I'm still scared of the water to this day. Even like lakes, ponds, anything. I do not like over water. Yeah. No. Good shout. And I think I kind of spoke a little bit to Brian about this, uh, Brian Bryson, when I said like that soundtrack, you know, like yeah. well, you've got two notes done and, and you've got an instant enemy, do you know what I mean? And yeah. that is incredible. Like Steven Spielberg like knocked it out of the park with that film. And every 100%. time you see the shark, it doesn't look fake. It looks like a real killer. And the mystery is you never know where it is, like in the water. Yeah. And that's probably why you're saying like, I'm scared to go out in yeah. open water. And there's been so many riffs on like Jaws as well. You've got stuff like open water and like, 
oh, what was that really good film again? And I'm totally forgetting now. It's um, <laughs> the girl from Gossip Girl, I think. Um, oh, um, I I had to watch that for some. The Shallows. The Shallows, yes. Yeah. So, the I mean, Shallows, again, that was a good one too. I loved it. But yeah. again, another riff kind of on Jaws, really a big yeah. shot. But yeah, man, it, it started it's, off such a trend. Yeah. It's 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 just masterfully made, you know. It, it yeah. introduces a monster so easily, you know. And that's the key part about that is just that um, sharks are really not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, but that that movie kind of ruined sharks for everybody because nobody really had the idea of sharks like that in their minds yeah. until this movie came out. And so, yeah, yeah Mike. Like, yeah. And every time you see a fin in the water, you're like, oh my god, it's Jaws! Uh, everybody, freaking run. yeah, freaking yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your number one? Okay, so my first one I'm going to talk about, it's a certain scene, and it is, it's the kind of final fight with two of these female characters, and it's from the film The Descent. So mm. I loved The Descent. Oh, it was really, really great. The ending I have a few problems with, but mm -hmm. it's the final fight with uh, the main character, I think it's Sarah, and then Juno. So it's yeah. when they kind of like go balls to the walls, all out. They're mm -hmm. taking on the creatures, obviously, down in the cave. I just love that scene when they're fighting. You know, they're so kind of, Sarah's just gotten to the point where she's like, losing her mind she's pretty yeah. much animalistic at that point like killing them with a bone like pushing her thumbs into their eyes and then juno's got like that like pick that she's like you know slashing them with i kind of have problems with like where it goes next when you know yeah. she like slashes her in the leg and, <laughs> you know i kind of i told ian about this point and he was like i fucking hate that ending i was like all right calm down yeah. um but yeah like i just love that final fight it's them just stepping up like kind of going right let's just fucking do this so yeah and i love the film they could have waited till they got out though like it was right yeah. there they could have just got out right you know it's a uh Maybe unpopular opinion, I don't know, but I really like Juno a lot more than Sarah. Um, I thought <laughs> Juno was just like more compelling. I thought, you know, yeah. she had she just had a better final girl look to her too. And then when we see her, you've seen the sequel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we see her in the sequel, she's just badass. And yeah. I'm just like, I love it. I love it. So I, lo <laughs> I, I enjoy Juno a good bit. Cool. I mean, I like, I really like Neil Marshall. So like a lot of his films, mm -hmm. like. I'm a big fan of like Centurion. He obviously did like yeah. uh, dog, dog soldiers and he did a lot of like, it's like episode nine of Game of Thrones, like the big battle yeah. scene. I think he did two seasons of that and it's like his stamp all mm. over it. So now he's a cool director, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Zach, next one. Mm, I'm going to do, I'm kind of jumping around here. Let me see. Go for uh, it, let's do Laurie Strode in the closet in Halloween. Oh, yes. Yeah, straight yeah. in the eye. I love it. Love it. Cause I mean, there's a whole, like the, the movie ah, when I was a kid, I would only like skip to Laurie Strode's part at the very end and like yeah. where she goes across the street and it gets chased. That was my favorite part. And so yeah. uh, her in the closet is just so just iconic. It's it just is. an iconic scene and there's posters and there's pictures and people do fan art. And like, <laughs> it's just, you remember that when you think of Halloween. So oh, yeah, yeah, and that's that's when she became a badass. You know, that's when like Final Girl, like she just yeah. stepped up. Where she was awful in that movie, though. I will say she was horrible <laughs> in that movie. She just like wasn't a very good Final Girl in that movie. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. at that point, that's what that allowed her, like, was to get the Laurie Strode that we've got yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? And like, mm, it was yeah. that point where everyone else ran away from Michael Myers. Everyone was petrified of him. I got killed by him, but no, she mm -hmm. gets a like you know a hanger, turns it out, and shoves mm -hmm. it in his eye. Yeah. I love that moment. And again, that film always reminds me. So it's my mom's favorite horror film. She loves Halloween. She can't listen yeah. to the soundtrack. It freaks her out. And I was saying this to Brian, actually, when we were talking about soundtracks. She can't listen to it. If I had it on now and she was in the room, she'd leave. Like, it just freaks yeah. her out that much. But yeah, that moment, man, it just reminds me a lot of her because she loves that film so much. But yeah, good The show. first time I ever got a, uh, I got, the first time I ever got a cell phone, I think it was like 
13. Um, but I made that my ringtone. The Halloween <laughs> so it would go off in class sometimes and it'd just be the Halloween. I was just the weird kid, you know? And he's like, geez, <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> I don't know. I was either going to grow up to be a serial killer or a YouTuber, I guess. It was one of those two. <laughs> I mean, it was 50 50. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I love that shit. All right. So my next one is all right. So this is the scene from The Conjuring. So it's the first one. Okay. And it's the clap clap. So this is when the hands come out of the wardrobe behind mm-hmm. him and the clap clap. Now for me, I mean, James Wan is phenomenal. Like he's incredible with his horror. Yeah. That moment for me freaked me out. I remember seeing it in the cinema and it's because you don't expect like the hands coming out of the closet and clap. Mm-hmm. You expect something to happen. You think like, is something eerie going to like burst out behind the clothes? But it's just these freaky damn hands that come out and clap yeah. right behind the head. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And at that point, yeah. you're still not really sure where the film's going to go. So yeah, for me, it's the clap clap with the hands out of the closet that for me is and it's freaky. and it happens and like so one of the great things like the conjuring on its own set up a whole new like series of like trends right like yeah, everybody yeah. does the thing that the conjuring does now but that, I, I i i would agree with you with that scene that scene was really really good because not only like the claps happen it got the hands go back in and then she's walking towards it and it's this long long tracking shot following yeah. her over there and it's just you know I think we're so conditioned at this point, and especially watching that movie, that you know, there's going to be a jump scare. Yeah, exactly. That we expect it, and then nothing happens at yeah. that point. It just kind of like doesn't give it to you. Yeah, so, that's no, good. Great setup. Good no, so yeah, is that- <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's do third one. Let's do opening scene and scream. I think oh, that is just yeah. perfect. I have Absolutely. to have that on a list. Yeah. Masterpiece, um, yeah, and the fact that it was like one of the you know main stars of the movie, and like yeah. I don't so it came out when I was a kid, so I don't really remember it coming out or anything. I don't remember if I was ever surprised that Drew Barrymore got killed first, but like I still like can appreciate yeah the genius that it took to come up with that. Um, and then it's just like is a concept that is so can can hit so close to home for everybody. The one thing I have a problem with is that it's this big house. I don't like I like I like when they're smaller houses that yeah. feel like your next door neighbor's house. So mm. I wish it would have been like a smaller house, but yeah. still like somebody calling you and then they're just like not leaving you alone and you're kind of just stuck. Mm. It's just it, it's incredibly eerie. Um and you know, I still think about it when I'm home alone sometimes. <laughs> Is that twenty-seven year old? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. And again, it's like it's the things he's saying to her on the phone, like you know, because I want to see who I'm talking to, and she's like, yeah. oh, "What did you just say?" And like yeah. it's that freak, it's that build of tension as well. And then she sees her bloody boyfriend outside tied yeah. up, and all of that, so she can't see Ghostface until like much later on. And just have you ever tension. seen? Yeah, have you ever seen um, the original Winter Stranger Calls? Uh, no, not the original, no. Yes, so that's pretty much the same thing. It's just like, it, he's saying the same sorts of things. He's like, he keeps asking her to go check the children and then finally he calls her and said, did you, um, said, she, he says, why haven't you checked the children? So now she knows that he's like, mm. can see her and it's like, yeah. that shit is so creepy. Creepy, it's yeah. Just, I think I think home invasion stuff is so much creepier than like, um even like the conjuring or anything like that. I'm not as scared of ghosts as Mm. I am of like somebody breaking into my fucking house and killing this. Cause it could happen. Like that's the reality of it. It If it ever does, I need to go buy a blonde Bob. If it ever does, (laughs) I'm going to go out with the dramatics, you know, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to run around. I'll have a phone, a big one. Yeah. Like a brick. Uh, (laughs) 
set the, set the whole scene. I mean, that better happen, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How was he found? Well, he had a blonde wig on. There was popcorn on the stove. <laughs> Love that shit. Right, so my next one is something that Ian and I recently watched together, which you still need to watch, Zach, if you haven't, because Jesus okay. Christ. So this is the end of episode one of Dead Set, TV series. Okay. So this is from 2008. And again, I think Ian explained to you, it's when, like, Basically, in the it's the Big Brother house. A zombie apocalypse happens outside. It's eviction night in the UK, and yeah, basically, it's about people inside the house have no idea what's going on, and obviously, mm. this like apocalypse happening outside. But it's my favorite moment is right at the end, and I remember like 2008. This was before like The Walking Dead. This was before like yeah. Game of Thrones when there was like serious bloody content. There's a moment when there's like one of the producers who seems like a side character, this girl. She's just one of the producers on Big Brother. And she's like, she's had to basically come inside of the house and she's got a pair of scissors bloody. And all the guests are kind of like, oh, is this like a task? Is this like something that's going to be acted? And she's like freaking out. And anyway, a zombie ends up breaking in. And it's that moment of when everybody's freaking out. And she's had a moment where she's freaked out early, but she kind of just looks at the scissors and she's like, no, puts them down, picks up a fire extinguisher and then goes over to the zombie and just beats the hell out of it on the head. And it like explodes everywhere. There we go. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the final girl that I want. And like, exactly. what I love about it is that she freaked out earlier. She's like, again, she could have just been a side character, but steps up to be this heroine. It takes charge of the situation. And like yeah. all she says afterwards, everybody in the Big Brother house is like, what the fuck is going on? And all she says is just the head. You've got to get them in the head. And that's where the episode <laughs> ends. And like, I um, just love that moment. What's your favorite, uh, your favorite zombie franchise? Ooh. Um, okay. So, Video game wise, <laughs> video game wise, it's Resident Evil, not okay. the films, because Jesus. Um, I think the first one is excellent. I think mm. it's a big downward slope from there. Um, and I do really, actually really like Miljokovic, but yeah, just no. Um, so it's really tough. Uh, I think Dead Set did it really, really well. I'm not a fan of the fast moving zombies. I have to admit, I prefer like the slow moving ones, mm -hmm. but I do think there's a lot more tension. Like 28 Days Later, I think did it really well in the same way as The Walking Dead, where, you know, the character wakes up and he's just walking out into an apocalypse. He doesn't know what's going on and then all hell breaks loose. But pff, if I had to choose one, possibly George A. Romero's, just for the slower okay. kind of zombie take, probably. That's and it's a classic bad. as well. Yeah. I think that'd be good. Um, somebody asked us that today because I think I guess I don't even remember talking about zombies for the morning show, but I guess we did. And somebody <laughs> asked what that question was. Um, All right. So yeah, what was yours? I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I need mm. to think and go put something. Um, maybe probably probably Romero's. I yeah. think I think I'd, for the same reason you say but, classic, um, right? So yeah, yeah, but check out Dead Set, Zach. Honestly, watch it. I you'll, am, you'll yeah, because Ian Ian told me to watch that one too. So yeah. it's all on uh, Netflix. It. So check it out, man. All right, Zach, next potentially. Where, yeah. where are we? What number are we? Uh, so this is number four. Okay. Um, I'm going to come up with one for this one. Uh, All right, let's cool. say, oh, um, the beginning, or not the beginning, but in the strangers where they first come to the front door and like the lights out because they unscrewed it and she yeah. says it's Tamra home. I think that's like really fucking creepy too. I'm always scared of looking at, my front door and through the people and seeing somebody standing there i think one of the scariest things that could ever happen to people is when or something that makes it the most scary situation you could be in is, is something that's not supposed to be there right yeah. if there's yeah. somebody standing next to your car you get you tense up because 
you know, you're, it, it, they're not supposed to be standing there. If I looked out my front door and through the peephole and there's somebody standing on my front porch, they're not supposed to be there. It's fucking scary. Yeah, so that man. scene, that yeah. scene is always like, it gets me. Zach, there is a story on Reddit I have to send you. <laughs> Honestly, the Reddit ones really are scary. Yeah, though, so they I are. Get, I'm like more nervous to read the Reddit ones because I know I'll scare myself. Well, this one will make you shit yourself. <laughs> so basically, it's like you said you've got like a ring camera yeah, that faces out yeah. front. This guy's got one, right? So basically, in the story, yeah. he's like, he wake, he just wakes up and it's like, you know, normally, and he looks at his phone and he's like, holy shit, I've got like a million like notifications from Ring. And he watches the video. And literally, it's just a man in a mask, crazy mask, just mm-hmm. looking at the camera like that. Yeah. And it's oh, like, see. Uh, yeah. And straight when he's like, what the fuck? Never seen him before. Yeah. And he posted like the, the pictures and that on Reddit. And I was like, oh, like when I was reading it, man, it's crazy. Yeah. So two things. Whenever uh, we first got the ring cam, we were looking because we can see everything that's going on in the neighborhood. Everybody yeah. posts their videos, too. And there was a woman right. who did that, not with a mask, but she just stood out somebody's, outside somebody's door, didn't ring it or nothing. Just stood there and stared in the thing for like for like five minutes. So that was scary. Um, and Great. then and then uh, I used to live in an apartment when I was in college. And for like the summer, nobody else was there. But like mm. um, that whole summer. Um, I used to keep like the deadbolt locked, but like all summer, somebody kept trying to like open the door. It's just fucking scary, man. I'm yeah, like, man. Damn. Yeah. It's no uh, idea what's behind that door. It's just, you don't know, but somebody. Yeah. You yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, man. It, yeah. Freaky. It's creepy. <laughs> what's, your, what's your five? Uh, okay. Well, I, this is my four. Um, oh, your four. So, okay. Yeah. But two left. Yeah. So, uh, so this one is Did you watch The Walking Dead? Yes. Uh, first, like six seasons. All right, cool. So you probably know this moment then. So cause I got lost off on it as well. I need to really go back to it. But this is the moment when, so you've got uh, Carl and you've got uh, Rick. And basically there's like a group of like mercenaries that's got them like held down. Michonne's there as well, uh, Carl. And um, yeah, they're all being held down. And then like, it's when like one of them's on top of Carl and he's trying to reach for the knife. Michonne's pinned down. Yeah. And then the guy just says to Rick, what are you going to do? And it's the yeah. point when Rick just leans forward and bites into his neck and like pulls yeah. it out and spits it out. That for me was like character moment for Rick Way. Just yeah. like that, that good guy, police officer, all of that's gone now. Like this mm. is a fucking killer. Um, well, at some at point moment, in that series too, you have to realize that everybody's gonna gotta be animalistic at some yeah. point. You know, like society's fucking gone at this. Uh, you know, by then, it's, uh, yeah. it's it's all like that. Um, I yeah. I very much enjoyed Walking Dead for a good while. I'd like yeah. to pick it back up and kind of get back into it. Yeah. Um, it's just like there's so much of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like eleven seasons. Or I don't even know where it is. I just don't know when I have the time for it. But I know. Right. I would love to. Did you the end the season two finale? Did you? freak out over that one too i still think about that i could have picked picked that one for four i should have done that it's good (laughs) um it's an awesome moment like and then just yeah yeah all right last last one zach okay i'm gonna say laurie strode chopping off michael myers head in h2o oh wow okay just don't beat it it's not even scary it's just like the perfect ending to the Laurie Strode, Michael Myers kind of saga. I mean, yeah. but then she comes back, so like there's more <laughs> of that. But but like even if they took that ending and like copied it for the end of this trilogy they're doing now, I I wouldn't even be mad about it because yeah. it was just so epic in, yeah. in scale and like the music rises and like the wind's blowing. We get a close up on her face and like perfect, yeah. perfect. 
Jamie Lee Curtis is like phenomenal every time she's, I mean, yeah. steps in that role and that moment, that conviction when she's, you can uh, see it on her face. It's like, you fuck yeah. and like chops his head I off. Yeah. I loved it. I, and I love that movie. The only problem I have with that movie is that it felt like, it felt very much like a summer teen flick, teen horror flick when it, they could have done a lot with like that whole alcoholism that she had and the trauma yeah. that she had um, yeah. um but they're doing it now so it's okay yeah 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 no nah, good shout man i like that yeah. all right so what my last, you my last one so this is like an overall appreciation of a film and it's quite recent one actually so this is the film host i don't know if you've seen it or if you know mm-hmm. of it so it's on shutter you know like the horror streaming platform yes. so you can watch it on there if you've got that but yeah host so basically this is a film that was all filmed during lockdown and it's filmed over zoom like this so it's like it's a collection of friends. I think there's about like six of like like girlfriends together, and basically they're like going to do a séance. So they get a medium that comes on, and like you know they're just like they've all got the candle in front of them, and it's all filmed. Like when you watch it, it's all on Zoom like this. It's incredible yeah. the way it's done. It all looks like it's in one conversation, like one take. And like the the medium comes on, she starts doing the séance, and then somebody tells like a bullshit story about oh I can feel the presence of Jack next to me, and like all the girls are like oh my god like is everything all right? And then she just starts laughing later on, and like anyway because of that it's like opened up a window where shit goes down something's come from like the other side Mm -hmm. but you see in each window on the screen like they're all being affected in different ways by it so like one girl gets dragged back on the chair and she's like what the fuck's happened another person like a window smashes and like it's just so well done and the director came up with the idea when he did a tweet that went viral where he was he set this whole thing up so he was on like like we are now on zoom with his friends and then he pre-played a video of like him going up into his loft because he heard a noise and there was a jump scare and then he fell off the ladders and landed and then the camera was just next to him and just his legs and he didn't move and all of his friends are like oh my god are you okay and he was like guys i'm fine it was just but yeah it was like and then that, that went viral and then because of that Shudder and somebody else contacted him and said, we love the video. Can you make it into a feature-length film? And he did. And honestly, check it out, host, man. It's it's, it's an hour-long, hour-long horror film, but really well done, man. Check it out. That's the really great thing about Shudder, too, is I feel like Shudder is the future of horror because they pick the smaller creators, the smaller filmmakers, and they give them that opportunity that, like, because I love Blumhouse, love Blumhouse, but, like, Blumhouse, you kind of have to, be somewhere already or have been in the business a little bit um and like shutter's really giving it to the smaller guys and so yeah. um, i'm all about the shutter the shutter movies yeah They're definitely really, man really giving like chance yeah. to the smaller indie creators definitely man i'll have to check that one out check we just out. have you ever seen the gallows yeah the gallows yeah we just yeah. watched that with my brother the other night um, yeah it's just show. like i mean it's such a bad movie but like it's, <laughs> it's just got some creepy creepy moments they do really really well with the atmosphere yeah so. man. No, nice one. So, yeah, that was cool. So, Zach, basically, just to round off now with our podcast, that was cool, man. Thanks for doing that. Um, You were obviously, you know, last kind of thing I'll ask you really is that you write, do you know what I mean? Like, you write stuff. You've written, like, Mm -hmm. horror stuff. You've written, like, script work and all that type of thing. Are you still writing now? And if you are, what type of things are you writing? Yeah, um, I have two projects that I've gone back and forth on for years now. Um, I, when I was in college, I, I wrote, I wrote a full book and I'm, I'm sure it was shit and I needed to go back and like revise it like 20 <laughs> times, but like, it's still, it was like a full book, like 300 and something pages. Like it was a big deal for me. Um, I was really yeah. excited. And then like my laptop got like really fucked up. Um, and it was just gone and I've never been able to recover it, hard drive and everything. And I think that put me in a, like a damper for a long time. And so I've mm-hmm. never written like I did then. 
I don't know. I feel like really discouraged, but I've been for the past couple of years going back on two projects. And right now I'm like very horror mindset. So um, I think I'm right now sticking with a horror book that I have. Um, Yeah. Whether that ends up a book or like some sort of screenplay or something like that, I'd like to finish it and get it out there. Yeah, Yeah. I'd do it. Mm -hmm. it, Because I think, I think, um, I think if I ever did it, I would probably go self-publishing just because I feel like it's so so hard to get a book deal and stuff like that. And right now I feel like I could just self-publish and have it out there and be proud that it's out there, you know, even if it doesn't do very well. <laughs> but you'll get it out there. People will read it, man. Yeah. And you know what it is? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Do it, man. Like I was yeah. chatting to Ian about this because he obviously said he's got like a horror novel that he keeps going back to. And I was kind of saying as well, like I've got one as well that I keep chipping away mm-hmm. at. And sometimes I even add just a hundred words to it, but it's more yeah. than a hundred words, more than what I had yesterday. Do you know what I mean? So just yeah. keep going back to it, man. Keep doing it. Never changes if it keeps you know, different in different ways. Mm-hmm. I want to play, I, I, I'm 100% want to keep playing with storytelling. And I think horror is just the genre that I identify with most. I think there's yeah. so much to explore there um, that I want to do something there, but I've, I've taken a crack at like, um, like doing short films and stuff like that. And it just hasn't really like panned out for me. So I think writing is kind of where I want to stick now. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to, go into like filming it or directing something at least not right now uh, okay yeah but what about you because you've i know you've worked on like a short film um you mentioned what you're writing but like i, I saw your short film too and like mm. how how much more do you want to expand kind of all of that series so yeah you know what like i so the pandemic's been a bitch for trying to like sort things out you know <laughs> but it's been an absolute bitch so that thing for me that was just me kind of you know we were talking earlier about moments of creativity and like flexing that creative muscle mm-hmm. so that for me i just had a concept of what if you know the world's trapped inside what if i was trapped inside of my flat and there was something up there you know what i mean it was like that mm-hmm. type of thing so that was just an idea and i kind of just yeah. for me that was really experimental just trying different things what could i create that is just me nobody else helping me out mm-hmm. type thing and then, yeah, I've got friends who do like filming. I've got friends that write stuff and like, you know, they've been really kind of like stagnant with everything they could do because they've all been locked in. But now, like literally today that we're recording the 19th of July is like Freedom Day in the UK where everything's yeah. come down. So, yeah, I think it's one of them things where I've had friends who have always wanted to do more stuff like that and like just work with like different ideas that they've had, like just do more like guerrilla type filming of just trying mm. different ideas and trying different horror aspects that they've done. And yeah. that's why I kind of started that because I thought this, I can use this as a platform where if you film something and you want to show it to people, just give it to me. I don't mind. I'll like show the world. Yeah. If you, if you want to like get me involved as well, like I'll gladly like, you know, do something. I'll, I'll die in like the first five minutes, whatever. Um, but yeah, just so it's just more of that really. So I've got, I'm still in talks with some friends at the moment who do yeah. filming and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's just as and when it happens, i'll gladly revisit it again but it's still just there kind of just sitting in the background for now mm. you should you should i think so i think that'd be really cool because i really liked the one you did yeah cheers man. it was really good no yeah. i appreciate that no mm-hmm. keep an eye out maybe it'll come out like the sequel by the end of this year <laughs> oh get it get it i don't know i think i think all of that like i, I love watching horror, um short horror films i think those are just so cool mm. yeah agreed yeah and some of the ideas as well are so fresh and so different and a nice take on something that you might have seen before like the lights out one do you remember when that came out like that scared the shit out of me and i was like they came up with this This i'm still not over it (laughs) i'm like no budget it must have been and it became a whole ass movie so yeah man you know and that is just flicking a light switch on and off and that for me is yeah and that creature is freaky as fuck (laughs) yeah i have an idea that um that I had a dream about one time and it's like, uh, what if you looked out of the window and you saw like some 
older person in like a hospital gown, just pushing like a, like a, I don't know what you guys would call it. Like a basket, like the, yeah. in a supermarket, um, a trolley. Yeah. A trolley and like in a Tesco. Yeah. So what if there's somebody just pushing one of those outside and then as I'm peeking, they notice or sense that I'm looking at them. So they look back at me and start pushing it towards my house. And I don't know what would happen after that, but that would be creepy too. Like, All it's right. Just, so let's talk know. about this skin crawling right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Creepy, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of like beginning ideas, but I just need to flush a lot of them out. But yeah. That's kind of me as well. It's like putting like narrative and plot to it as well. Like Mm -hmm. just have a video of really cool ideas. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Zach. So kind of wrapping up now. So do you have any kind of final thoughts or comments that you want to leave? Basically, it can be about anything we've spoken about. So it can be talking about, you know, YouTube. It can be talking about writing. It could be talking about any of your blogs that you're doing. Anything that you want to leave us with that might, you know, just anyone who might be thinking about, you know, recording, filming, writing, anything like that you want to leave us with um not so much about me um i do think you should do more of that um that original podcast that you did kind of incorporated into this one i think that would be a really really good idea and actually that was really intriguing to me when you you mentioned that i think you should do more of that and then i'd like to come on and and interview you and (laughs) have to do that at some point all of your stuff yeah man yeah honestly yeah yeah. we'll we'll thrash it out we'll throw it down just yeah we'll sort it out straight after this (laughs) absolutely all right, Zach, where can everybody find you on socials? Pimp all your stuff. Um, YouTube at Adventures of Zach and B. It's my main channel. Or AZB bonus features. Um, shit. My Bloody Duty on ClayerFest98 on all p- podcasting platforms. Um, Coffee and Tequila on podcasting platforms. Uh, Adventure Z and B on Twitter and Adventures <laughs> of Zach and B on Instagram. See, it would be so much more helpful to just have everything the same name. <laughs> well, all them handles, everyone's like, right, give me five minutes to write all these down. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. They're like, okay, okay, <laughs> Love it, man. All right, so you can find the podcast everywhere where you download podcasts. So this is yeah. Into You Podcast, so make sure you go and check that out. We're on social media as well. Literally just type in Into You Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere that you normally find social media accounts you can find me at strawn87 so i am on twitter and instagram as well so come and give me a follow on there if you like and yeah thank you again so much zach for doing this really really appreciate it. i know you're a busy guy so yeah thanks so much man and uh yeah take care yeah, thank you so much for having me bye guys <laughs>